Hey, you're wrong. I just want to start by saying that. Yeah. True facts. Great start. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> so explain why you feel he's wrong. Well, hold on. <laughs> Shut up for a second. <laughs> yeah. Today, yeah, this conversation first. <laughs> I know. Today we have special guests. Um, our very good friends Shannon and Ryan. They're coming back from Colorado, which we're gonna get into that eventually. But yeah. if you you guys want to give a little background on yourselves. Yeah. Cool so point. we are Shannon and Ryan. Um, we've been dating for God. Way too long, many years. Um, we met Andrew and Lena um, at work at Club Moore and became fast friends. Um, yeah, and then we moved from Virginia to Colorado back in August, just on nice. a whim, kind of. Nice. Yeah, we're just vibing right now. Yeah, we love what, what part of uh, Colorado? Uh, right outside Denver. So, oh, for real? Yeah, he's yeah, going yeah, to Colorado. Yeah, it's actually, I'm going to Colorado yeah, tomorrow. But you got some that, strong yeah. lungs, man. If you uh, fucking f- a mile high up. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I got asthma too. Yeah. So like, that was a big concern moving out there. Everybody was like, you have to take it easy. Yeah. I got out there, we were moving our stuff up to our third story apartment and had a full blown asthma yep. attack. Like, the bet, day we got there, man. I was like, all right, people might be right about this. Yeah, like, that, that is one of the things I'm nervous about. How would you compare? Like, don't, air's thinner. don't run. Because when I, was a, no. when I was a native in Albuquerque for three Shut days. Shut the fuck up. Um, and I sprinted that quarter mile to, I can't say where because it was, not trespassing. Away from the government. It was <laughs> away from the government. I got scared and ran, and I I could not breathe for three hours after that. Oh god! All right, here's my biggest advice for going to Colorado, uh-huh. and it's late to start now, and you're not doing so great because we're drinking. But I always say for a few days before you go. I don't drink alcohol, don't drink caffeine, which I, I've always failed at. I've done all those things. You're, yeah. you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> but just drink a lot of water. Just like, hydrate. Yeah. Hydrate yeah. to the point that you have to pee all the time. Okay. And y- you'll be a little bit better because you definitely do get some like altitude sickness and stuff like that. It's it, an adjustment. It hits everybody differently though. So yeah. it's like when well, I went hi- out there. Hydration is key to anything. Are you guys staying hydrated today? <laughs> Hell no. Um, I got no? My, my Gatorade right now. All right. Well, oh yeah, we got our electrolytes. There's electrolytes. <laughs> yeah. I have some ice water in the fridge for you guys. Yeah, no, I, so. I don't. I'm really bad about hydrating still, and yeah. like yeah. even even then, like the altitude didn't didn't affect me nearly as much as other people say it affects them. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you, like backpack and probably not, but like. Uh, we've we've gone hiking a few times, but we moved out in August, so we only had a few months of decent weather, mm-hmm. and then it's just been snowing. And then it gets nice for a day and a half, and then it snows again. Yeah, he's having a real hard time adjusting to the I'll uh, do winter. <laughs> to the weather. I'll really? do winter, dude. I can't do the heat. Like it being eighty right now is killing me. So I can't do eight, the humidity. Eighty here yeah, is very no. different from eighty in yes. Colorado. It was eighty the other day, and it was like you would still be comfortable in a sweatshirt. Well, it's so less humidity, it's a, and you're higher no up. humidity. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You're a mile closer to the sun where we are, so it feels warmer naturally, but there is no humidity, so it's like, it's not as gross. I think I would yep. like that. Yeah. But yeah, we're actually, we're like 20 minutes from Boulder. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah, because my sister, I'm going to see her. She's mm-hmm. up in uh, Breckenridge. Oh, yeah. She's like two hours outside, yeah. so okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're going to like check that out. I was like, Lauren, take me on a hike. She's like, you got to bring gallons of water if you're yes. going to do that. Yeah, definitely. Yes. All right. Out in Colorado? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because she lives out near, like, Breckenridge, which is, like, two hours Oh, she hours lives out. in Colorado? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's living for, like, over a year. Where I don't you? fucking... Where <laughs> Dude, where I've met her 20 <laughs> times, and she still doesn't know my name. Uh, yes, yeah. You're not a memorable guy. <laughs> 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 All right, wait, I got it. You guys aren't backpackers, you're skiers. Actually, I... Well, no, so... I'm a hiker, like hiking through and through, and I used Hell to yeah. hate heights. Used to like it used to terrify me, and now I actually tell people that 
like getting scared is my drug of choice. Like I fucking right? love it. Just like walking oh, yeah. on yes. the rocks in the cliffs and knowing is and the knowing best. that I did it too, and I didn't die and I was fine. That's mm-hmm. like the best fucking feeling in the world. So, it's a rush. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm all yeah. about the hiking. And we, we went on a, a road trip with my family a few mm-hmm. years ago, and that was kind of what sparked all of that. We went to, like, the Grand Canyon, drove across the entire country and did all that. And it was to the point where, like, I was getting real sketchy at the Grand Canyon, like, hopping around on rocks, like, oh, hanging yeah. over the cliff. And I was like, this is this Gave is me several dope. heart like, they, yeah. have the, they have that glass walkway at the Grand Canyon. I'll fuck with that. I couldn't do that. No, I'll I think that's that. so cool. I don't trust that at all. It's, Wait, it's a bridge what? that goes over a yeah. gap in the Grand Canyon. Um, but it's, it's glass. glass. So when Ooh, you're vertigo. Down, you're walking <laughs> over, you're pretty much walking the sky bridge. I would do that, thing. but I'd be really sweaty while I'm doing it the entire time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You should go, if you have a yeah. chance to, go to Red Rocks Amphitheater. Yeah. Not even for like a show, you just can hike to explore. There. You can hike there. But it's, Where's that? Um, It's closer to Denver. Mm-hmm. It's probably like 30 minutes outside of Denver. Um, oh, cool. But... I mean, number one, to see a show there, like, that should be on your bucket list, no matter what. It's the most incredible thing. I saw uh, 30 Seconds to Mars and Muse there a few years ago. And, what? yeah, with my dad, it was actually our, when we broke our, up for a while, breakup. it was my breakup recovery yeah. trip with my dad. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. But it's just, so it's up high in the canyons, and it's built out of canyons, and it's just... You've got the view of the city in the background, but then you've got the view of all of the canyons, and usually the shows start before sunset, and so you get to see the sunset behind what? the band, and oh my god, it's just incredible. I really, really appreciate that you guys are nature people, and that we're yeah. talking about, like, natural parks and oh yeah, oh, yes. like that. Like, that's, <laughs> I love that shit. That's I, sick. I like being outside, and right. COVID's kind of killing that for me right know, now, right? and the winter's yeah. killing that for me right now in general. COVID's killing a lot right and, now. And when we moved out, the, uh, like, the few months of decent weather we did have, there were a bunch of, like, wildfires going on. Oh, yeah. So it's like the hiking was even more limited than Made you would have thought it would be, too. so. Yeah, they actually evacuated, not where we are in, in Longmont. Close, but though. Yeah, it, a, a part of the city that we live in because the fires got so close. It and was reaching the, reaching the city. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I and mean, it was that close to Boulder, too. Yeah. It, oh, it was it, even it burned closer down, to Boulder, yeah. Yeah, it burned down, like, the... So her family friends live, like, up against the mountains, pretty much. And that oh, yeah. area of the mountains was just on fire. Mm-hmm. They could see just smokestacks from their house. Well, and we'd walk out to our car, and it would look like it snowed it because of the ash. Like ash and everything. Yeah. How did the fires start? Well, do you Dryness think... from oh, California. Really? Yeah, they uh, just, it, it, so it, wasn't it just raining. came. It down. literally just spread, and we don't. Yeah, we don't get very yeah, much rain. Yeah, there. this one oh, wasn't shit. a gender reveal party at the start of this one. That was pretty funny, though. I saw <laughs> that. Ridiculous. People are stupid. People are idiots. You want a crazy fun fact? Yeah. So back before the Dust Bowl, what caused the Dust Bowl was there was this really long prairie grass, and the roots would dig super mm-hmm. deep into the ground, like five, mm-hmm. six feet deep. Um, and the farmers would take all that prairie grass out to plant the crops. So now the roots weren't going five, six feet deep down. They're only going a foot or so down. So all of that was drying up, and then that became mm-hmm. dust. And all of that dust caused the dust bowl across the country. That's wild. So that's why a lot of the country now it has such dry, barren land, and that's why there's so many more fires. Because fires, wildfires are a natural part of the forest life cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how it rebirths itself right. and carries on. Um but now it doesn't have a limit because the dryness is so high because of how we've done what we've done to the prairies. 
which is just like a really weird cause and effect. Mm-hmm. But you see, yeah, if you see the follow through. Yeah, pu- pulling up a bunch of grass to just like out of yeah. control wildfires. Right. Exactly, a hundred and two hundred years predict. later. Yeah, that's crazy. It's Damn. weird. But man, going back to so you you've taken a trip with your dad. You've taken a trip with your dad all over the country, road trips, um, which is sick. I prefer road trips than flying. I love road trips. And I guess regarding like natural sites, what's the most beautiful place you've been? Oh, Landscape yeah. or area? Uh, Arizona has has a really special place in my heart. I mean, the Grand Canyon. Like you see pictures of it, and you're like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. I want to go there. Being there in person is a whole different experience. Yeah. Like you're looking across it, you can't see the other side. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy how big it really is. Dude, I got chased by an elk twice the size of any horse oh I had. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? That's at the awesome. at the Grand Canyon, there's just elk. And you get chased by one. Yeah, I would. Yes. Lo- yeah, I would love to go back to the Grand Canyon and actually go and down like into the canyons because we just hiked up around. Top, basically, yeah. yeah. What well, was the Grand Canyon? What you were talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, so the Grand Canyon is crazy, mm-hmm. but uh, like Sedona in general yeah. out there is yeah, we gorgeous. Did, um, Devil's Bridge, Devil's we did Bridge a hike mm-hmm. in Sedona, that was amazing. I've only been. We went to Arizona, and I've been to. Uh, we only went to Sedona and the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Those are good places and, to yeah, go. Yeah, those are good places I mean, to be. <laughs> it was in, outstanding. Sedona is. It's a desert, but it has so much life to it. Exactly. It's, it's a f- desert forest. Yeah. It's an oasis. Um, I loved. Valley of Fire in like near Vegas um, no, and that, that is cool. like canyons and really colorful canyons so that one was really really cool and then yeah the rainbow you could see like the the differences of color and yeah. everything right up the rocks the, and everything like Sierra Nevada's. really freaking cool yeah. Yeah. yeah and then for like mountain hiking I always recommend El Dorado Canyon in Boulder. Mm. It's my favorite hike I've ever been on. I take everybody that I take to Colorado on that hike um, because you get to the top of the mountain and it's like 360 view of El Dorado Canyon and Boulder and the mountain. It's just incredible. What's your average like hike mileage? That We we talking round trip or like just just one way up? To the point. Okay. That hike is... About four and a half miles up. Yeah, that's and, not but horrible. that doesn't sound yeah. that bad. It's, a, it's not a good that bad. Hike. It's not bad. It's just the w- the change in elevation. Like a, is steepness. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say you got like a, a Fitbit or something like that on, and you see the amount of <laughs> stairs you climbed, yeah. and it's like, yo, I've well, gone up. Like exactly. out here, um, the best thing, like we have a ton of little places you can go, but the best mm-hmm. thing you're gonna get by far is Harper's Ferry. Yeah, yes. um, and well, Bears, I mean, Den, Alex, Bears Den. Depending Bears on Den like is when. cool, but an actual hike. I mean, Harper's Ferry is like two miles out. So cool, Alex. Like, do you ever go up there a lot? You lived literally in the neighborhood. Yeah, when I, I did. Yeah, when I lived there, I, I did actually go up there. Like, I would actually just walk because I think I was like a 20 to 30 minute walk, mm-hmm. like into the actual like old Harper's Ferry. Of course, it was like shut down due to COVID. But like, right. in my opinion, it was better because mm-hmm. it was like kind of a ghost town. And it's literally, it's yeah. literally a ghost town. Yeah, yeah. It just, yeah, which is literally a ghost town. But being there, because usually like a year ago, there's nothing but tourists and there was just people like it was like so crammed. Like, it wasn't really worth going. But, like, going there now, it was super cool. I would just walk there at, like, 5 in the morning yeah. and just go all down these walks. And you can go down this, like, they have a huge opening where the train passes. It's kind of like a tunnel. That's cool. Walk down that. You just see where the river is. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah no, that's awesome. Yeah, a little bit. There, there's some gorgeous hikes around here. Like, people yeah. people think you have to be out in the mountains to get, like, a nice hike going. But, like, I, I've done, even just in Great Falls, like... Right. Some, yeah, some yeah, good looking exactly. hikes just through the woods and you see all the like a bunch of different uh, like 
trees and like you do it in the fall the leaves are changing it's it's gorgeous yeah like you don't really yeah i mean i i guarantee you like being at colorado like seeing the giant mountains like that's a sight to see so yeah. i call what people call mountains here even out in like bluemont and whatever yeah. i call them hills they're, 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 they're <laughs> not mountains well, what, yeah they're like bunny slopes <laughs> exactly. compared to like what they have like out west the rockies. well that's yep. what i love cuz the rockies when mm-hmm. you when you look at the history of our planet and our geography, the Rockies are like a brand new mountain range. Those are the highest peaks we're going to get right. up, up in Colorado. Mm-hmm. But out here in the Blue Ridge, in the Shenandoahs, those are ancient yep. mountain ranges. Yeah. Those are hundreds of millions of years old. That's why they're down to these little hills. Right. And I think that getting up to those peaks, you get that sense of beauty. But mm-hmm. out here, where it's that ancient forest, that ancient mountain, you get like this weird sense of wonder with that. Yep. Yeah, I love. I like there's that. this cutoff um, right before Harper's Ferry, right off the Boonesboro exit. Um, right up, you go up. It's like a two mile hike up the Weverton Cliffs, um, and it's a cutoff. It's a trailhead for the Appalachian Trail, but yep. it's a cliff overlooking just the Shenandoah River mm-hmm. and the oh yeah, mountains, I know what you're talking about. And but there's no, you can't see any roads or houses yep. or buildings. It's just that that right there and it's just a nice place to sit um, and play up on rocks it's it's nice being like out there out there it's not just like not just like i'm gonna take this little trail off this road you get up there you can see all these buildings in the distance but it's just like i want to go out somewhere that very more there's nothing there yeah there's nothing there yeah it's just nature yep and that's it Mm -hmm. so are you more for the mountains or for the like the woods uh, it kind of depends on the day. We did when we first got out there. We did two separate hikes. One of them was uh, El Dorado Canyon, mm-hmm. which was the mountain view and the view over top of Boulder. And Boulder just kind of has that like that old feel to it when you look yeah. down on College Town. Like mm-hmm. it just has that old feel to it. Mm-hmm. But then we did another one. Was wasn't Boulder a gold town? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so the other one that we did was actually. Uh, it was a a mining yeah uh, mm-hmm. town. That's cool. And it's it's a ghost town now. No, that's El Dorado Canyon. Uh, the one that we went on with uh, with Joe and them that they oh, said right. you could do in in the snow and there's like five feet of snow on the ground. You get snowshoes and you can just walk on top of yep. everything. What? Um, yeah. I don't remember what that, that hike was I called. What it was called. But it it was like it was more flat. It wasn't mountainous. You're walking through the woods, and you mm-hmm. uh, you come to these little like sites. They have like information on them and whatnot for like. Uh, mining town that, that was there and everything, and it's just the nature you saw there and, and the different types of trees. You don't you don't get that out here, like mm-hmm. the certain trees that were growing. I, no, sorry, real quick, Jake, it just made that weird sound. That's why we we're yeah, pointing um, at you, like that just, Windows if, reboot sound. If that yeah. happens again, not that it, okay, yeah, that was just my um my software. Okay, cool. that's all good. Continue. If you hear oh, static, yeah, it's just the cable. The recording is fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> false alarm. We have <laughs> we have lost. I, I told them. I told yeah, them. Yeah, them we've lost it, yeah. record, like audio before, yeah, yeah, so it scares heard. us. Every so time we have PTSD happens. every time <laughs> we hear that fucking sound. Right. Yeah, guys, that's a that's a good enough break as I need to take a shot. we get right back into that. Hey, by the way, Lena's here, but she hasn't said a fucking word the entire time. You can talk, bro. I, I was uploading Tyrell. <laughs> I just, I'm like, it's Ryan and Shane, and it's time to shine. Oh, yeah. So I'm just like, nah, don't put that all the attention. Take it away whenever. Because I'll talk forever. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Yes. Tortilla. Too, so Sponsor like, us. Tortilla. <laughs> oh, it's nasty. Oh, it's so bad. I kind of like it now. Like, I don't like it. I wouldn't go out of my way to buy it, but I have, like, a tolerance, I guess. Like, my taste buds are like... Yeah, the first time we had it, it was just oh, no. battery acid. Oh, any no. tequila that's gold is just absolutely <sighs> disgusting. It's better than clear liquor. I don't like anything clear. 
So my I like whiskey better. Is she? Mike too. I like red wine, man. We need to start drinking wine. And Yo, Shannon was down for that. Grab Shannon's a wine Grab snob. I love wine. Dude. I am a wine. Yeah, I thought you were gonna bring some. A wine queen. What? I thought about it. I don't think I'm feeling the wine drunk today. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a heavy drink. Yeah. Wine, wine makes me so much more hungover than anything oh, else. Really? So, yeah, so I bad. mean, you know it's definitely dehydrating. It, yeah, like for the, sure. What? You know the science behind it though. Tell me. So the sugar? the sugars. Yep. So anything that you're drinking, especially like if you're mixing alcohols and stuff like that, shoot. If you're not looking for a, hang for a hangover, shoot for something with less sugar in it. That's why I like whiskey. Yep. Because the hangovers are so like are like they're mild. Right. Yeah, there's so much. Like I mean, obviously if you drink enough of it, it's pretty bad. But anything like for me, clear, and then you mix it with juice, because then you you wake up so shaky yeah. and dehydrated. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's like one, you're just you're on a sugar crash, and yeah. two, you're hungover at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's the Jaeger, man. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, like the I said, I, I haven't had Jaeger since, like, probably high school. Like, so I've had Jaeger one time, and that's the most trashed I've been since Yay. then. Oh, it'll, get, um, <laughs> it'll catch you quick. Yeah. <laughs> so when we moved out to Colorado, it oh was... Oh, my God. Uh, I became very good friends with the middle-aged women at the liquor store by us. I bet you did. Uh, because <laughs> we we were both unemployed. Middle-aged women we, like them some Ryan. Oh, they <laughs> like them some Ryan. Oh, they do. Hell yeah. So, so the... Uh, we were both unemployed. I was just nonstop applying for jobs. I applied to 200 and some plus jobs when we got out there. We moved out there with, with nothing. Like, we had savings accounts. Mm -hmm. That was it. We were like, well, these are depleting. We need jobs. <laughs> so we're just like, apply, 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 apply. What'd you do off the bat for like the first two weeks? <clears throat> Drank. <laughs> well, and not <laughs> only, it, seriously. But not That's only not that, just either. pass the time. Just get to the point where you're where you're good. We got there that like the second week of August, and we actually so we drove to Colorado Springs first because uh, we had family friends there, um, who moved out there in January and brought some of our stuff. Like our mm. our bed um, was out there and whatnot. So we they drove us down then to Longmont. Yeah, you drove the whole way there, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we it was we did it in 2 days, 12 yeah. hours a day. Would you guys just like stop at a hotel motel holiday yep. inn? Yeah, we, we stopped at a hotel, hotel on the way. Hotel. We literally holiday inn. The worst part is we rode tandem because we had, we three had to get cars. both of well we had to yeah. get both of our cars out there, but my family also went out with us. So my my sister, my brother and his fiance and my mom all drove out with us. So yeah. it was two people in each car and and they needed a car to we get back We had a three-car tandem from Virginia to Colorado. Yep. Hell yeah. Convoy! It was a total was a convoy, of like 1,700 yeah. miles or something like that. Yeah. It was it was rough, but it was nice at the same time. How does your car perform at that altitude? How does your car perform in the snow? So, <laughs> weirdly enough. When you're that high, it, like you need a fucking supercharger. Yeah, weirdly enough, like my car doesn't seem to perform much differently than it did around here. I definitely noticed some is, stuttering. Is there a delay yeah. from when you hit the pedal to when the engine actually revs? No. No. Because when we, when we were um, in New Mexico, we had this crappy-ass Camry, and there was like a three-second... We slammed the pedal. Mm -hmm. Three seconds later, then it starts going... Mm -hmm. It sounds like a car issue. Yeah, right? No, it's not a car. It's an altitude issue because so, there's yeah. no fucking oxygen for it to combust. Right. So what year was the Camry? 2017. Huh. I, that oh. sounds bizarre because my, my sister just has like a... Like janked up Subaru and she yeah. has no issues. Well, maybe yeah. I don't Toyota know. Toyota makes a good Ma car. Maybe it, yeah. I don't know if it's a car issue and maybe it's like they have an extra part on it. But it, it, it sounds like there's something going on with that car. Right. In particular. Yeah. Like maybe there was definitely a noticeable <laughs> like there are times when especially when it's really cold, really dry mm -hmm. out that like my car takes a minute to turn over when I first start it. Mm -hmm. But do for the need, most part, like there's not a big difference. Do you need like the the snow irons on your tires? I was actually going to say like you don't really have to. 
deal with driving in the snow for the most no, part. By the next so day, by yeah. the next, we got a foot and a half of snow back in March. The next day, we're out driving completely clear roads. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I think that the ice would stick that high up. No, Mm-mm. because the sun comes out and it's. It, 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 might o- it might only be 40 degrees out or whatever, but that sun is so close, it melts everything instantly. Yeah, like, that's what my sister says. Like, mm-hmm. you know how we're, like, the news will come on, they're like, look at five feet, and everyone here freaks out. Like, they go to the <laughs> yeah. grocery store and buy gallons you of water. three inches on the news around yeah, here. Yeah. People so, are freaking yeah. out. There, it's like, oh, snowstorm, 14 feet. My yep. sister's like, well, I still gotta go to work. But she yeah. wakes yep. up at, like, three, four in the morning to go open the store at Starbucks, <laughs> and roads are clear. Yep. yep. Completely. So. Wait, she now, works at Starbucks, too? Yeah. Oh, runs the, in the family. <laughs> it, it does. Uh, the, there's snowplows out on the road, and they have, like, not just, like, trucks, like, around here that volunteer and, like, you pay me, I'll plow the roads kind of thing. They have like city sanctioned giant snow plows that have like mm. dump yep. truck things on the back oh, of them yeah, to put yeah. salt down yeah. and everything. Yeah. Like they're huge. You ain't getting flashing lights. You ain't getting out of school for no snow day. No, you're oh. not. Four feet of snow on the ground? Nah. It's so it's the same thing like, as Michigan, too. Yeah. So you're going to school. Yeah. And Buffalo, New York. Like, my mom yeah. also works at Starbucks. And she grew hey. up in Buffalo, New York. And she walks outside when it's snowing and yep. school's canceled. She's like, y'all are just some bitches. Y'all are weak. Y'all pussies. People also don't understand that. Like, everybody thinks of Colorado, and they're like, snow, cold, and that's it. But, that's not the I first mean, thing yes, it's true. Well, no. <laughs> Definitely not, bro. <laughs> I mean, their weather, I would say, parallels with ours. It's just, they're, you it's, guys are higher it's up. Very, it's a little more extreme. Yeah, it yeah and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's I call it bipolar, because it definitely is kind of all over the place, but I mm. like that. I don't like having months of winter and then months of summer i'd rather yeah. have the is, variety is it like the kind of thing where like a big snowstorm comes in you actually gotta like prepare for it no i mean no you so, prepare but you don't so like what, like you gotta stock up prepare to be hunkered down no. what my co-workers have told me the most in preparation because a lot of them are colorado nav- natives and going back to the that's school crazy thing, i was a native to hawaii for seven days going back to the school thing some of them, like, they were like, yeah, we'd get, like, four feet of snow and we still had to go to school the yep. next day. We didn't get snow days when we were younger. So when we got them, it was, like, this crazy thing where, like, everybody just met up and, like, dick yeah. around all day. Oh, dude, snow days were the best. Well, and we got so many here, we take it for granted. But then you look mm-hmm. at places that are actually prepared for snow and they're like, yeah, you're going to school. Right. I don't care <laughs> if you got three yeah, feet of snow. You you're going up, to school. buddy. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You thought. Um, but, but the most I've been told to prepare is... If you're driving and you get snu- stuck in a snowstorm kind of thing, like uh, I was leaving work like a month ago, we ended up getting eight inches of snow randomly, and I ended up staying late because one of our executives decided to come in and work from the office, and I was like, dude, it's snowing, home. like I want to go home, <laughs> and there's like three inches on the ground already, the snowplows are doing their best, but they can't get everything, and I'm driving in like, I can see maybe 20 yards in front of me, like full-blown, zero visibility, and that's like one of those scenarios that are like things you should always have in your car a shovel yeah yeah <laughs> jacket blanket and some type of like food in that can just last out pull there. over or like an accident does yes. happen right. and you're not found for like a day exactly you you can sword. keep warm you have food there <laughs> yeah. you have water there you got like, cougars in color is there a lot of dis- and mountain lions is there a lot of distance between uh i don't want to say like towns or city. Well, they're outside of Denver, right? You said yeah, yeah, so yeah. Where we are is pretty. I, don't, I am Colorado ignorant. Well, and we're like <laughs> maybe five miles from like the the Longmont Boulder line or whatever. So, and Boulder is like you know city 
type vibes and then Longmont is more definitely suburban but you're not whatever. driving like those no. miles like around no. those and mountains like middle of nowhere no. I feel no. like there are places like that in every state where it's like yeah. there's nothing for there's a nothing. while yeah and Dude, there you definitely gotta, is you go to New Mexico there's three hours between each fucking so, that's thing that's how fucking so, Kansas was Kansas Jesus Christ it's Kansas is awful I hear Kansas if, is nothing but like hills and windmills if anybody is <laughs> listening from Kansas <laughs> if anybody is listening from Kansas your state sucks <laughs> <laughs> no we would literally we were in Kansas again viewer discretion <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Their thoughts and opinions yeah. are theirs, yes. and they do not reflect yeah, us, we love their employees, Kansas. or anybody else. Can't take a joke. Loves tech, uh, Kansas. We love yeah. Kansasites. <laughs> Kansanites. What are they called? We no, got but... stuck in the biggest hailstorm. And we have never Kansas. experienced oh, anything hail, like that. Like fistball hail, or like they ping were like pong ping pong ball, or golf ball sized hail. I mean, no, we literally ball. have dents in we our. We have dents all over our cars. Take out your windshield. So. So my windshield, before we left, the day before we left, I took it to the shop, was like, hey, need an oil change, new tires, new brakes, just put it all on, driving cross country. At some point while I was there, windshield got cracked. Very small, but I was like, fix this. Yeah, and they were like, obviously. yeah, we'll get it fixed, but it'll take about three days. I was like, I leave for Colorado tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. That's, <laughs> that's not going to work. So we got in that hailstorm, and I was like, man, I should have really claimed this on my insurance. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so like, they'll never know. Well, every single car pulled over and and uh, clearly they're used to it but every car pulls over on the side of the road or, of or just in the middle of the road and everybody stops people try to get under like an underpass or whatever they know the drill and you just wait it out and i i mean i started having a panic attack because i thought we, i thought we were gonna like... die i was like <laughs> i don't know what the fuck this is ha- like what's happening and yeah it was just terrible but i mean kansas is cool and it was it was nice until the in a secluded <laughs> sense like, you, you drive for so long, you don't really see anybody. It's straight roads. Yeah. They're, like, 75-mile-an-hour speed limits. Now, That's cool. I was cool. going to ask. That is pretty cool. That's um, cool. I know, like, Colorado is obviously distinguished for its high mountain <laughs> ranges. Um, aside from that, is it mostly deserts or forests? Um, like, when you're driving, are you seeing, like, a very vast a lot of prairies. open lands? Prairies. A prairies, lot of prairies. Yeah. A lot of prairie That's dogs, it. too. Yeah. Right by my work, there's a giant yeah. prairie dog area. And We're, apparently, the natives out there hate... Prairie dogs, hate well, them. I bet because they're just yeah. tearing up the So, <laughs> so where we live, it's kind of similar to like the the Northern Virginia kind of area where it's like you go thirty minutes one way and there's there's kind of nothing. Mm-hmm. It's it's very small rural towns. You go thirty minutes the other way and you're in pretty much DC. Right. Yeah. Um. So near the rural areas, they hate prairie dogs they apparently just destroy their crops and everything yeah. same with groundhogs like, out here yeah. well and the, i saw them and i was like i talked to my coworkers. i was like there's a lot of groundhogs out here they're like those are prairie dogs man and i was like yeah i've only <laughs> seen prairie dogs thing? in the zoo bro like, they're, very, they're very similar but they are definitely prairie dogs are so much skinnier and I mean, we have two groundhogs just digging yeah. holes in our, under our pasture That's right what they now do. tearing up the property yep. but like so our family friends uh joe and esty um Joe is my dad's best friend from high school, but they live in Boulder and they walk a hundred feet or a hundred yards and they are in the mountains up in the trails and everything. So they constantly in their front yard have mountain lions and coyotes and bears. bears Have you guys had mountain lion encounters? I have not had an encounter, but at my work, there is a bobcat that visits frequently. Dude, I feel very like, frequently. Where do you, where do you work? I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm, I'm in IT, you know, at a marketing intelligence company. 
And it's, it's a, between Longmont and Boulder. There's a cougar, you said, or a mountain lion? It's that just, just a bobcat. A bobcat that just hangs out? It just hangs out in the parking lot. an lot. IT company? Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> one of, my manager opened the door the other day because it was just hanging out outside. He was like calling to it. And it turned and was like, just hey. kind of gave him a side <laughs> eye. Like, don't and he was like, all right, I'm going to close this door <laughs> now. Like, I don't how how big is it? Wait, what was it? Cougar? Uh, bobcat. Uh, a bobcat. Oh, uh, How true. big is it? Same thing. Uh, they're like... <laughs> You think of like a like a German Shepherd size Tell me when to yeah. stop. Tell me when to stop. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Holy shit. Yeah, it's like somewhere. It's Bro, that's a big ass cat. That's a cougar. Cougar. That's not a bobcat. To everyone listening, my wingspan is fully extended. It's a tiger. I was going to tell you to stop, but I was having fun watching it. Hold on. Wait a minute. It's a tiger. It's a tiger. Yeah, there's a full blown lion at my work. Pro tip for people who live in Colorado. If you have a small dog or a cat, it's don't, dead. don't, don't yeah, let them outside no. unless Dude, you are standing right next wait, to them. Wait, are there hawks? Well, will they snatch them ho- bitches up? There are hawks, birds, anything like that that will come and snatch them up. And also, what if the? literally, if there is a mountain lion, bobcat, anything like it's that done. within the area, and they know, they can smell it. Yeah. Oh, no, it's precious. Yeah. So, so hide your kids. Hide your <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, H- hide your husband, too. The hawk got my precious. Dude, intense. I want to take advantage of this topic my to tell a story precious. that Andrew's heard a dozen times. Oh, the <laughs> cougar? Tell a story. The cougar? Yeah, man. The cougar. Dude, so fucking my mom Wait, and I. Legitimate cougar? Or are yeah, we talking like, like actual fucking. Well, there is a there woman, is older a, woman. There actually is. is there actually is a cougar story. Yeah. Right. I want to hear both cougar stories. Yeah, no, right? you're, you're hearing the mountain lion. <laughs> <laughs> you want the other story? Why can't we hear the other cougar story? Because Cougars are fun. She had a yeah. tongue ring. Why, dude? And what? You have a dino piercing. What? Lena, did you say yes? Alex, if you said if you say no, I would be disappointed. You can't you not tell that story now. This was before your situation. Now it's all good. If you didn't seize that opportunity, he called us right after. I'll be disappointed. Like, <laughs> all right, let's totally. get to the mountain lion. Oh yeah, mountain lion we exposed story. him a little bit too yeah, much. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Mountain lion story. God, I guess like, you just can't take a joke. Right there, <laughs> Jesus, he a said joke. it. <laughs> That's the name. Dude, of the show. So my mother and I love oh. hiking and nature. So. Um, she knew she could just tell like I need to fucking get out of the state because Virginia is a stasis. So we went on a hiking trip uh, in Glacier Park Good in Montana. Um, yeah, I've heard fucking, great. Things. Dude, that's what all those pictures no, on that wall. My mom got those for me, but they're no, just no. all from Montana. Right, um, dude, he's got some cute pictures. Oh, that's there. been on the bucket list. Dude, <laughs> that'll have to be on it. But we stayed at a B&B and it was a hand-built cabin. There were two cabins. An Airbnb. Right next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> but this guy. I ain't about that no water B and B. Built this cabin. But this guy, he just sits there chopping wood all day, <laughs> and then he, he rescues hawks. Rescues hawks? He rescues hawks, yeah. I mean, so it was, it was just a sweet place to be, so I was like, Montana's the shit. Right? But we took this hike up, and we went into like Glacier National Park, um, and it's a million acres. Um, a million fucking it's acres. It's actually a million acres. No, yeah, a like, million actually, acres. Like that's not yes. an exaggeration <laughs> no. that straight up a million acres? That's crazy. It's a million acres. Um, so we hiked up to like this place. It was called Avalanche Lake. Most beautiful place I've ever been. Can't recommend it enough. If you guys ever get the chance, that's why I'm saying it. Avalanche Lake in Montana. Okay. Fucking amazing. We have many Noted. places like on our list to go while we live it, out there. It's in here for the next five minutes. It'll be in there. For It'll be longer. in my brain for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, so when you think about it, that's also, that's a million acres without any light pollution. Um, and that's all Damn. preserved land. So the, I was doing some research while we were there and on about the third, fourth night. Um, 
I realized Dude, you can see the whole Milky Way chocolate bar. It's you can't just see the whole Milky Way, <laughs> but during certain times of the year, for certain times, right. you can Aurora see the, lights. the Aurora Borealis. Oh, that's awesome! That is so on my bucket cool. list. Abdullah that's Abdullah the top Abdullah Abdullah Me that's, too. She she <laughs> wanted me to take her to one of those like glass igloo Dude, places yeah. where yeah. you can sleep under it and yeah. see the Northern Lights. I want to go so bad. That's like number now, one hun. on my list. Oh, I'm sorry. I gave Lena too many ideas. I retract my statement. Um. So oh, there's oh, this. Con- continue. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> continue. But um, so I was like, I like I need to see them. That, like that's all I really want right? to do. If I could do that now, that would be amazing. Um, because I would be able to do it again in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told my mom like I know it's a little bit dangerous, but I'm going back to Lake McDonald tonight by myself. Um, because she named a go lake see. after McDonald. <laughs> yeah, man. He conquered it himself. Ronald McDonald. It was a great fight with a fucking Wendy. Is it shaking his boot? <laughs> You're telling me he slayed the Burger King? Like Single-handed. Oh, that's clever. That's clever. Is, I like that. is it? Actually, him at the Hamburglar helped. the Burger King? I guess you could say it was a hardy fight. Oh, my God. All right, I need to leave. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, have a good one? <laughs> yes. No, but dude. He I... went home to his son, Carl's Jr. Oh, my God. No, I fucked it up. Dude, right, you're done. I, you're my, done I myself had... Walk out, have... bitch. You can walk home. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I Continue. myself had a brush with war at fucking Lake McDonald that night when I went. Uh-huh. Uh, so my mom wasn't up to it because we had hiked all day, but I was like dedicated to seeing the Aurora Borealis. Yeah. So I go back out. It's 1 a.m. I'm like, all right, the Aurora isn't on the radar, but this is like one of the only nights I'm going to be here. I'm going to go take the risk anyways. So it's 1 a.m. I'm out in Glacier National Park. I'm the only person there. A million acres to myself. And cool it was shit. like, it was a weird feeling. And then I'm out there and the Aurora wasn't out, but I still, I sat by the lakeside and I was just looking up because it was the most clear sky you could ever see. Billions of stars. Like I couldn't even comprehend the number of stars that I was seeing. Like you could see the Milky Way. But then I just got like this weird feeling of dread. Um, it was just that like good. it was no. like something's not right. Like like I was being there's like, a cougar in the car. Like hunted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dudes, exactly. So I like Someone's I stood up you. a little bit and I didn't turn on the light because I was like I don't want to draw the attention. Yeah. And I just kind of dude, they have night vision goggles. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. But I didn't register. Yeah. I didn't register what it was at the time. It's like um, a dog. It's like a big dog. And then like a big stripy dog. No, yeah, like like a like a dragon dog. <laughs> That tiger has night vision goggles? (laughs) (laughs) No, but dude, so then I'm standing there, and then probably like 50 feet to my right, or 50 feet to my left, which is like right right off the water, I hear ice breaking. And I was like, okay, ice broke. And then I hear it again, and I was like, okay, that's footsteps. Sus. So I get get back in my car, um, which was just a Imposter. Yeah, dude. And I turn on the lights and flick on the high beams, and I just see the back half of a cougar, <gasps> probably from me to the drum set. And it sees the lights, right. and it walk, it's fucking walking back into the forest. Mm-hmm. And, ain't and ain't I was like, ever been upset about seeing the back half of a cougar, man? <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, <laughs> dude, if I was out there for two more yeah. minutes, I was getting stalked by a fucking cougar. That's fucking dope, that though. Weird. Honestly, that's like, cool. that's a that story to have. Like, yeah, right? Hell yeah. That's, that's the really rush cool. to have that, like you're alive. Yeah, yeah right? Dude, I had a run in like that one time, but it turned out to just be my sister. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah, so I had a run in like that one time, but I was at a bar and it, just, it got real weird after that. <laughs> I ran in my car, turned the lights on, there's just a back half. Do you have skinwalkers in Colorado? Don't. What? 
Probably. Are we entertaining this right now? I don't. I don't I'm entertaining. Do you know the legend of a skinwalker? I do know. He the goes legend. on about it. He he. Don't say its name. <laughs> what is it? You can't just open so, with that question. First, you have to be like, do you? Don't worry, I've Asher. First, you have to be like, do you believe in skinwalkers are real? So, and then you okay. say, do you think you've seen Here, one? Here's my thing: skinwalkers, Wendigos, like all that kind of like javelinas. <laughs> Sure. Those are sure. real. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember remember like, Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad when he's Badger? Like, he's like, why do you have that? We might see javelinas. Javelinas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking crossbow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then he shoots the RV. So I, I'm in the I'm in the realm of like Shadow Realm. Yeah, Shadow Realm. Yeah. I'm in the realm of I don't necessarily believe in it. Yeah. But it could be out there, and I don't fuck with it. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm at. Right. So, if yeah. it's out there, I'd rather not encounter it. Yep. That's why, like, going out to Colorado and Arizona at night, mm-hmm. like, on reservations, probably something I'm not Okay, so, about. before my ADD brain moves on, there's a place in Colorado, um, Maroon Bells, and, like, if you look up... Maroon just, Bells? Maroon yes, Bells. I if have, like, a little, like, I went to somewhere in Harper's Ferry, and I got, like, this little, <laughs> um, card, yep. and it was someone that actually, like, went there, and they wrote a little note. And they were selling, like, used, like, what are those called when you go somewhere and you send them? Postcards. Postcards? Postcards. Yeah. It was a used postcard from, from someone, Maroon like, Bells. a very long time ago from Maroon Bells. And I was like, where is this place? It's so beautiful. And so I hung, yeah. hung it up in my wall. And it's, I was like, Ugh. It's incredible. Like, if you see just general pictures of Colorado, most of the time it's going to be from Maroon Bells. But so... You can go there, and there are certain nights of the year that you can see... Like the Northern Lights and the Aurora Borealis and in whatever. Colorado? Yeah. So. I didn't know it stretched down that far. Yep. And it's, I mean, it's rare. Like, you have yeah. to be very lucky. Mm. But even, so they keep it open um, late at night during certain months of the year, I think. And so you can go there super late at night and hike to the top of the mountain. And it's just no light pollution. So you can see everything. Very cool. Um, and then there are these cities in Colorado as well. And it was one city that started it, and I forget what the name is. And now a lot of them do it in Colorado, where one night a month, they turn off all of their electricity. All of the lights, nothing's plugged in, everything everything is off. So the entire city goes black, and you can see like everything out there. And it's so fucking cool. So that's like... Those are on my bucket list for while we're, we live in Colorado. That's to, very cool. To it's called Maroon yeah, Bell. Yeah, so Maroon Bells is that is the one that you can sometimes see, like the Northern mm. Lights and whatever. And then I have to, I'll look it up at some point, but I have to remember what that um, city is. And again, like some have tag teamed onto that idea and, and do it too. But it's one day out of the month, every single month, and they just everything is off and everything goes black and i just think that's the coolest thing yeah i think a lot of places like a lot of cities should do that that's awesome and like even out in longmont where we are where it's you know fairly populated and whatever there's still so much less light pollution and pollution in general than there is here close to dc and whatever so i go out most nights and just i can see all of the stars and it's yeah it's a really cool experience dude if I had 2,000 books right now I'd get a fucking telescope just <laughs> are they really that expensive no a nice good telescope are, yeah. Like uh, well nice yeah telescope. a nice one yeah, yeah. Okay. like a really fucking like Not I have a telescope she gave me I can see if I if I focus it correctly you I can actually yeah I know I wanted to do we had a super moon not long ago and I wanted mm-hmm. to do it but I forgot about it um, I can actually see in detail the craters of the moon, but it doesn't magnify enough. 
what it doesn't magnify enough for me to actually like there's telescopes out there where you can see the surface right yeah dude so just but roll. it definitely like nice, you can i have a nice enough camera to get pictures yeah. of the moon and you can see the craters my, yeah no she took a, a camera it? yeah my friend brenda she's in an astrology shout out brenda boo um <laughs> she's in an astronomy class and she had to borrow the telescope actually for one of her assignments and she took pictures of the moon and she sent them to me That's and like dope. look at this there's one. I'm obsessed with that. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Yeah, let me see that. We shit. did it one night. Um, Let's pass it around. Yeah. When the when the sky um, was clear, and I mean, it could be better, but it's it definitely it gave you could see everything in detail because it was a right. full moon, and like I could you could see the ridges of the craters. Guys, it's just eating at me right now. Could I go on like a two minute science monologue about the aurora borealis? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, do it. So Earth has a magnetic field that's generated in its rotation, right? And the sun itself is the star that's pushing off heat. It's pushing off elements into, it's burning off elements and pushing them into our galaxy, our solar system as cosmic radiation. So these cosmic winds blow gases, blow energies, carbon, helium, hydrogen. They blow these atoms and these, these winds all, you can see these these solar winds. Um, they couldn't be visible in the night sky, and they're indistinguishable from like what you could think is the Milky Way. Right. Um, but these solar winds, with the rotation of our Earth and its magnetic field, it's not a full sphere. It's more like a cord apple. Um, so if you just had an apple and you had... Imagine two tornadoes coming off the poles of the Earth. Right. That is the magnetic field. So those solar winds are kind of getting funneled down through the poles. Interesting. So those solar winds interact with our atmosphere, and then the gases put off this light. And that light, as those gases spread, as they're funneled through the fan of our atmosphere in the magnetic field, you're able to see that visibly as the aurora borealis. That's really cool. That's super cool. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes things, like, I try not to think about, like, the way that things work and the way that the world is and whatever right. because it hurts my brain. It's, it's scary to <laughs> right. think yeah. about. The logic of it. Yeah. yeah it's just, well, just like, like how vast and how much bigger it is. Right. Like, it's, 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 it can be overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's really freaking cool, but <laughs> it's like... I think I think that happens because you realize how... Sometimes for people, like you realize how insignificant you are, exactly, and then you kind of have like an existential crisis. You're like, wait, oh shit! But it's not insignificance. Yeah, it's significance. Think about it, man. Or how amazing it is that you, as an individual, like are alive right now. Right, exactly, exactly. How is that even? Like, how am I? Possible, yeah. Exactly. Do you know how infinitely more valuable blood is than diamond throughout our entire universe? Yes. I'm actually not allowed to donate blood, but you know. So really Wait, fucking crazy. Why is that? Like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, health like, uh, yeah, no, I, see what, I see what you're going for. <laughs> okay. I see what you're yeah. going for, but like at the same time, it's like, that's a fucking creepy ass thought. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you kind of sound like a serial killer. Yeah, yeah you have full of blood. Like right? blood you know? <laughs> I'm the, the blood market right now, guys, is fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, and um, plasma. People are selling plasma. I for, actually, like, I've Googled that before. What? Hell I was struggling for money. Yeah, right. Yeah. My buddy calls me. He's going. They're giving me like twenty bucks a pint. Uh, he's going. He goes. I'm going twice this week. Apparently, I'm going recovery. Again next week. I've heard like, recovery dude, is a bitch though, and a lot of people is. don't re- like recover yeah. well from it. So, yeah. so once you get used to it, apparently, it's it's just like giving blood. Huh. 
<laughs> my coworkers, it's like 50 bucks a pint. Like every visit you go, $50. They just Damn. hand it to you for donating plasma. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, I mean, why not make some extra money on the side? Do you have the pass any tests? Like beforehand? Uh, there's probably some kind of screening that goes on. Well, so it's I like... haven't asked in depth about it because I don't really do needles. You haven't... Oh, yeah. really? So, yeah. what's crazy is, like, my veins are, are crazy pronounced. Same, bro. And then the second I go, and they're like, yeah, we need to take blood, they disappear. <laughs> they're like, hey, they we're going scared. into hibernation, bro. Like, fuck this. Just become translucent. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but, so, like, I looked into for a while, um donating eggs and mm. i can't because i've vaped and i've you know smoked weed in my life and well yeah. apparently you're not supposed to yeah give me some you weed. can't donate yeah. eggs after that. there's yeah. the same um limitations for like donating semen like i right. actually thought about that when i turned 18 i was right. like i'll make some money, money or whatever hell yeah and then i looked it up and like the first four things i didn't even make the cutoff it right. like, that's not it's, sam went and donated what? It's no he didn't yes he did you need to have a bachelor's degree in a specific like field to do it. Have a bachelor's degree yeah Donate so Sam, yeah, yeah, that was like not the first for thing. eggs though. No, for eggs it's anybody, Damn. but for the first, that An was the first thing. It was like really thinning the it herd. Was, it was, it was like you need I to be sexism. Let's yeah. 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 Here's a hot take though. Yeah. Building off what Alex you just said. You guys have an unlimited amount. We only have a certain number of eggs. Until a certain you know what? You make the I retract my statement. Do you think that there were so many like brave, like heroic? Uh, soldiers who valor, like with valor and honor, who died during like wars in the last hundred years, that we've just kind of thinned the honor out of the gene pool. What do you what for like man? Yeah, like, like people? fucking. You know what? Everybody, Absolutely. every like just the genetics of like. It's a weird segue, but I. Agree <laughs> with well, it was just that was the thought that it, it I, registered. I, I don't disagree. I, I don't even know if it's necessarily genetics at that point, or whether it's the way people like. People are being raised. Well, what they're finding is that it's, it's less about how it's all people mental, are raised. Yeah. I think it's mental. It absolutely is. They've yeah. been and, doing and studies on how it's more to, about genetics than about To be fair, like, I, I've heard a lot of stories about people that were, were involved in D-Day. I, I watched a video recently on, it was a, a D-Day World War II veteran. Or even survivors nowadays who yeah. were in Vietnam. And, right. and he was stuff. saying, like, there were people on the boat that were... were crying their eyes out saying calling out for their moms mm -hmm. how could you while not they were be? there right and and i 100 uh, agree like yeah. i couldn't do that fuck no like well 1000 i could not do that right now dude it was suicide. even with training i couldn't do that no no i couldn't i couldn't earn my first medal well no, i mean like beat normandy was suicide the honor yeah. that it took you're literally you're storming shores from a boat, knowing. and you are you're opening knowing. the doors up, and you have to storm the beach yeah. while they're shooting at you with yep. turrets. That beginning with, of with, the beginning with minimal of... minimal cover, and yeah. the reasoning mm -hmm. for all of that. So I actually in the same video uh, watched it was about the advancement of warfare and stuff like that. The reasoning for the way Normandy went is because back then we had bombing strikes. Mm. We didn't have laser guided missiles. Yeah. So they did bombing strikes, and all of the bombing strikes, the hundreds of bombs that were dropped, missed. Because oh, you just flew over and you dropped yeah. stuff, and you hoped it hit. You didn't know Do there you was know no like measurement to be you, like it's gonna hope, pinpoint this part. You hoped right. it hit. Yeah. It was like, hey, when you get to these coordinates, drop your load mm -hmm. and hope like, that it hits. And hope something. it hits something. I mean, that's where even you know, like snipers, <laughs> yeah. they have to do calculations super quickly. But my the last thing on Norm, something super notable about Normandy, just that I'd like to say, one of the the boats that was carrying people over 
um, that stormed Normandy, it opened up and it was a platoon of women. Mm-hmm. And they were all completely unarmed, and this was the medical squad. These were the nurses, but they still stormed the they stormed the beaches of Normandy without any guns, right. hailing yeah. this machine gun yep. fire. It was a suicide um, mission. People, it's, it's, you people knew you were remarkable. Yeah. People have discredited the the relevance of women in the military for a long time, mm-hmm. dating back to the Civil War. Yeah, absolutely. Like one hundred percent. There's, I mean, there's pictures out there of of teams of women medics yeah, that right. worked during the Civil War. And dude, at the same time, you get the little drummer boy out there, yep. fucking 11-year-old kid Who's in the front. The drums. Uh, right. No, we- yeah, no protection, what? no cover. You know, some asshole gets pissed that he gets shot He's and like, wants to kill something. Yo, right. beat the drums so we can all march to go shoot these people. Yeah, that, totally. That's a weird thing about like, not even ancient war, but just older war, is there were like, I mean, war like, never I mean, there still are. If you look at the grand scheme of like, the world, like it's not even old. Like right. it's yeah. like, that yeah. much, yeah, it's, right. like, it's like an inch yeah. away in the timeline, it's yeah. like we were just marching with bayonets. There, yep. there still are like, rules and guidelines for war and stuff like that, but back yeah. then, uh, during the Civil War, there was a, uh, just, they called everything off. They were like, hey, truce for a second, and they went out and recovered wounded and Soldiers, dead men. yeah. And just pulled them back, and they were like, like time. They, it was a timeout. Right. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. It, it feels that, like when you're so like in weird elementary school recess, and you call a timeout on like right. a, a game because someone gets injured. Yeah, it's someone like, falls down, yeah. or like someone like you're yeah. like, oh, timeout. No, Jimmy man. fell. My <laughs> favorite story from War of All Time is there was I forget the exact battle, but I believe it was between Americans and the Germans. Um, it may have been the English and the Germans, but it was on Christmas Day. Yeah, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they just they tossed the soccer ball. Talking out. about World War One. Yeah. That was World War One. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the battle. It was. It was. Specifics. Yeah, it was World War One. I. I can't. It was. It was. It was in Versailles. That's where you get the Treaty of Versailles, which ended World War One. Yeah. Um, right. It was in Versailles. Christmas. They came out. They started playing soccer and all these other things, sharing cigarettes, stuff like that. That's and so it's cool. been like, told, dude. They, it's, no, 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 no. It, it's been told by the generals, um, like testimonies, that they had a hard time getting their soldiers to fight the next day because they made I friends bet. with the it enemy. Just, it it so really true, shows the humanity that's in there too. Right. Exactly, like, dude. The it, film adaptation, <laughs> I'll cry every time I watch like, it. It just, it just shows that like. Neither side wants to be doing this. Right. No. It's just I mean, you're doing a job. Where we've got you're job. doing your exactly. job. It's what has to be done to 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 bring back the humanity yeah. and to protect and your livelihood. On. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a crazy thing to think about that like you you watch movies and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it, and they're just enemies. Right. In the movies. Yeah, the, they're bad people. The bad guys yeah. just the bad guys. Exactly. The bad guys and the good guys. It's all you see, but like you think about it in a more like in-depth term and it's like well, that's why I love These movies. These are humans that are following someone's right. command. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever seen the movie Fury with Brad Pitt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, you remember, you remember, to anyone who hasn't seen it, this shit came out in 2014. Go fuck yourself. Right. Um, <laughs> at the end, At the end of the movie, or not the end of the movie, but you, you remember, they all died in the tank, yeah. and the youngest one's hiding under the tank. He's trying to hide from the German soldiers. And then one, a German soldier looks under the tank and looks into his eyes, and it's like a 30-second um, clip. Right. And the soldier's like, look, they're both looking at each other, and the one, the American under the tank is like, like shaking his head mm-hmm. no. And he, he just kind of looks around. The German soldier looks around, makes sure nobody else sees him. Then he just gets up and keeps walking. Even yes. though he, he, there was an entire right. platoon walking by. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had a, dude, this, it caught me so off guard. But um, 
There was a what the gym I used to work at. There was a woman who just we were watching Saving Private Ryan. It was on the cinema screen, <laughs> and she told a story about her father who was in World War II. Um, she said, er, the story who came from her father. God bless her soul. Um, he should have died because he was in a line of dead soldiers that were like surrounded by Germans. Mm-hmm. They were going to every other soldier and bayoneting them to make sure they were make dead. Sure they were dead. Right. Yeah. It was he was supposed to get bayoneted and he could speak German. He understood what they were saying, but he played dead. And this is a true fucking story. He couldn't hear what they were saying and he said basically it was his turn. He's about to get bayoneted and the soldiers said essentially um, nah, he's already dead. Move on. Wow. And he missed, he just faked dead. And he missed death by that point. And for that reason, he actually, once they left, I guess he got up and found the nearest, right. like, friendlies and came home. That's, that's the only, wild. she said that's the only reason he survived. I think the opening 20 minutes of Saving Private Ryan is probably the most accurate. It is. It's in the National yeah. Archives. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's archived that's, as the most realistic depiction of right. D-Day. Up to, it's still hard to watch. I've seen it that is. movie like probably 10 times. It's a movie. It's, it's so such hard. a good yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's but so yeah, good. It's one of those like, oof. You think about like what it was actually like considering right. that was a movie and that's pictured as Closest realistic. we'll yeah. probably get to remembering. But like you think about what it <clears> actually <throat> looked like. Jesus. I can't remember being on the front line or riding that boat. Yeah, let's take a Have you guys ever been to the Holocaust Museum in DC? I went to the one I went to the one in Germany and my grandfather has a brick from Hitler's house. Dude, we went so in the I was in Berlin when I was in like well, I was like ten. They have a Holocaust museum there. They have it must be at least a block, maybe two blocks city wise worth of land. And it's a dugout pit with giant like granite statues like like probably like 20 30 40 feet high right and you can like climb on these things and don't climb on them no i mean whatever that's not my point (laughs) every inch keep in mind there's like six there's like a hundred plus statues every inch or some 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 represent measure um point every inch represents one dead body and they're and like, how tall is it, dude? They're like at least sixty feet high. There's like a hundred. There's hundreds of them. That's insane. Have you ever been to, um, I mean, God forbid, a funeral at Arlington National Cemetery? I have mm-hmm. no. Like, dude, I've been to. I've been to three. It's yeah. the most powerful thing they're, you'll ever experience. Mm-hmm. So, with us moving out to Colorado, the the people we stayed with when we moved out there. Um, her her dad's like best friend from uh, the cycling team was in the Air Force. Uh, he and the Air Force Academy is in Colorado, Colorado Springs, Springs, which is an hour and a half away from us. Uh, her dad's friend back in October was in a, a really bad uh, mountain, mountain biking. biking accident and passed away from it. And we went to his funeral uh, at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs and. Just the the sound of taps playing and Dude, the I can't listen to taps salute. without crying. And, and what the, do you mean the twenty one guns? Tap is the, twi- the do, it's do, the, do, the bugle. Yeah. Oh, from like do, the soldier. Do, yes. Do. Mm-hmm. I, if and, I hear taps, I will salute. start sobbing. So the entire time we went to his wake, we we saw him, and he was he's actually someone who I credit helping me like definitively get my job now. He told me to send him his send in my resume and I sent it to him and he completely like he emailed me back and he emailed me back he was like don't take any offense to this 
but this sucks. This sucks. <laughs> and reworked the entire thing. Like, I, I credit a lot to this guy. And I had only known him for a few years. Like, great dude. Um, and I was fine through everything. I went up and spoke at his, at his wake. Uh, and... To, to like all of his family, his parents were there, his his brothers and sisters were there, like his cousin and everything. Everyone was there. Went up and spoke. It wasn't until taps hit mm. that you just you felt you it. Yep. Feel that, yeah. and it's just it's, it's heavy. It's a powerful thing, and it's the honor they deserve. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, Absolutely. man. The the first the first time uh, right across the street from my house, um, gr- growing up like. When I moved out here, man, like, you know, I was a fucking new kid. Like, I didn't have a lot of friends. Yep. But there was a older man across the street, fucking this guy, Todd. And he was, like, probably 35. Mm-hmm. And he just had two little girls. And, uh, yeah, what a horrible time. <laughs> so, rude, so rude to your mother. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> well, so I mean, she didn't have to walk away. Like, that was... She was welcome to join. <laughs> you just shunned that woman. Wow. Well, she gave me, birth me, to you. Her finish. own household. Dude, let me finish this story. And then I'll fucking... I'll go apologize. <laughs> but man, he... um, Like, he got... He was... A, his goal was, I'm going to hit lieutenant colonel. And then I'm going to just retire. Take care of my family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he takes his final tour in Afghanistan. He hits lieutenant colonel. He retires, um, but when in his during his last tour in Afghanistan, um, his troop had piled together all the bodies of you know mm-hmm. natives um, and it's his fellow soldiers, and well not his fellow soldiers they were taken back home, but of the the people that were killed during combat, mm-hmm. they would pile them, pile them up and burn them. Um, God. So, but because, so those fumes from the fire, that smoke, his entire troop was breathing that in. His entire platoon, not just him, but his entire platoon contracted colon cancer. Oh my God. Now, this was the man when, like, when I first moved out here, like, there was nobody around, like, who even wanted to be my friend. He would come over and just, like, play basketball with me. Right. Like, at a very developmental stage mm-hmm. in my life, like, he was a role model. Um, but he contracted colon cancer, and then he died a year later, mm-hmm. and he left behind his wife and yep. his two daughters. Damn. Um, one of them was just being born. I remember... Dude, taps being played at his funeral. Yep. That broke me down, but what broke it, me even it, more... It, it really does. It breaks you. It breaks you. But it's like... It's it's not that... It's not a breaking in a sense of pain. It's a breaking in a sense of respect. You they, have so they deserve much this. They deserve this. The sacrifice that they made for you, it's, it's overwhelming. It brings you to tears. It brings you to your knees. Mm-hmm. What was even more overwhelming for me, man... Like, so obviously when a soldier dies, they will give you the folded flag. So yep. they gave, they gave his, his wife, um, the folded flag, but then he has two daughters and his, his best friend who is also in his platoon knelt down mm-hmm. and gave flags to his daughters. Um, yeah. and again, his daughters are like three years old right. and that, that brought me to my knees. I was mm-hmm. sobbing. It's, it is a respect. It's. Like it's an overwhelming respect for yeah, the people that, absolutely. and when you see o- Arlington Cemetery itself, 
it is that's overwhelming it in is itself yeah all you I, the last time i went it was for my grandfather's funeral he was in the air force yep. um but i felt this it was it was 400,000 voices screaming as one they were all just in the same voice of freedom mm-hmm. fighting for freedom um right. and it's such an overwhelming sense of unity of country mm-hmm. of of and it's it, it's not just america it's not just oh the american white people it's right. everybody because it's the idea it's, Amer- it's the us of the, a. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's yeah. not the yeah. country that they yeah. died for it's the idea mm-hmm. that exactly. they gave their life for yep. and it's 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 really it's, it's remarkable and it's mm-hmm. overwhelming and, and, and they, they know whether it's beautiful. not enough when they send out yeah mm-hmm. they're it's not like yeah I'm, they consciously i feel the need to sign up because this. i don't have anything mm-hmm. else to do it's i feel the need to sign up because there's people out there that that are depending on me mm-hmm. yeah and they, what you're they need me to do this and what you're seeing now is nobody on the face <laughs> of the planet has the gall to contest let alone invade the united states so right. our military um I won't speak too firmly on this, but I will say that um, our military serves in today's day and age not as defense, but more as a defense to our economy. Nothing will uh, interfere with our economy as Mm -hmm. long as we have the dominant military. And and going back to the the all the videos I've watched and everything, the uh, the the groundwork that we've put in. The Navy, the Air Force, the ground, the ground patrol as well. But like everybody has that. Uh, the Navy and Air Force are the strongest in the world by ten years. Like nobody has the the uh, the science that we have or right. the finances. And right. Exactly. The British Royal Marines uh, have literally said, like, hey. We don't need our navy. Mm. We have you guys here to help us. Right. But and think about the size of a single battleship. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's this. It's twice the size of this neighborhood. It's crazy. if not more. It's insane. This neighborhood. It's three times the size of this neighborhood. Right. Holy shit. Yeah, but like that's conventional warfare is never going to happen again until after right. the next no. world exactly. war. Then it's going to be sticks and stones no. again. So that's where we can complain exactly. about our defense <clears throat> budget being $700 billion. <clears throat> yes. But while we can lower that, what it is is we're still building because, one, um, our government uses it as an outlet to uh, further technology. Mm-hmm. Um, two... As long as we have this dominant foothold, nobody can take advantage of or mm-hmm. contest our economy. Yep. Mm. So you look at all of the soldiers who have died for a fight that we were in um, where there was a definite cause for us to help people. But now you're seeing a transition into the soldiers being used to defend and or mm-hmm. fight for, um, God forbid, die for economic yep. Right. Pursuits. You know, there's a reason for all of it. You know, we're like pretty much going into a cold war with China right now, right? Right. Pretty much China. Th- China's that's not our. That's I'm, not our doing. No, China I know. China's is, flexing their muscles over. I think Taiwan <laughs> or some shit. And it's they're trying fake. to get the oil fields. Right. So now the U.S. is like sending planes in their view yep. to be like, nah. 
You, well, it's not oh, just really? it, Taiwan. I, I, it might not be Taiwan. It's, it's some some country with, that houses a lot of oil. Right. There's a, no, it's the microchips. It's a, it's a maybe it's Taiwan. Don't quote me. It's it's, it's over. No, it is. It is <laughs> one of the countries holds not a monopoly, but look, because right. he, he thinks There's, I'm wrong. I watch. Yeah, it's they you have the largest supplier <laughs> of microchips, and now because of that fucking that ship right. that crashed, there's a shortage. Now China is quote-unquote fixing to invade the country so they control that and now the u.s is flexing their muscles back be like nah don't do it so don't do it historically (laughs) looking at china and its economy in the united states new york in the united states you could say is equivalent economically to washington dc right yeah Mm -hmm. in the same way that china has its capital Mm -hmm. You look at um, Hong Kong, Beijing, Beijing, Mm -hmm. but specifically Hong Kong Mm -hmm. as the industrial economic area of China. So um, shortly after the Cold War, after everything is completely opened up in China, the United States, um, along with everything else and with the start of the United Nations, China gets involved with the United Nations and Hong Kong becomes the hub for right. all of that. Hong Kong becomes the melting pot of yep. the the British, the German, the Chinese, the Japanese, the American, the Australian. Everyone's coming in together in Hong Kong. So Hong Kong now views itself as its own entity. Um, and to the degree that China actually grants it its own rights as a city-state. Right. inside of china mm-hmm. in the last about in about a year ago in the last mm-hmm. two years china um with all the growth in hong kong china has gone back to hong kong and say okay you know your time as a city state is up you're being successful enough it's time you know you're part of china again mm-hmm. we need you to bring all of that into our economy and bring that back around right a hong kong is obviously like no we're, we're our own city-state. Yeah. We, we want to become our own country. We're independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But technically, they're not their own country yet. So China right. still has military control. Yep. So China's military police are moving through Hong Kong, which is, again, not just Chinese citizens anymore, citizens from all around the world. A good bit of Chinese mm-hmm. citizens, but mostly from all around the world and this is just outside of police dominance Mm -hmm. this is surveillance you have cctv watching every single movement recognizing people's faces microchipping people you're talking about china yeah have you seen their fucking surveillance capabilities that's what that's what we're talking yeah i know but i just i gotta be specific they have like the camera the street i don't mean to cut you off i'm sorry you look hard but the cameras will literally look at you they'll scan your face real quick to the side of the fucking thing comes up everything about you. Yep. Everything about you. And because they, they instead, they kind of did it. Just they kind of did it the smart way. And if Their nothing police. comes up about you, you're. Arrested. Flagged. No, not. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, but like they kind of like don't put as much funding into their police, and but they have cameras everywhere. These are just regular security cameras? Cameras everywhere. You have like five, six, ten cameras watching one block. Right. Everywhere. Yep. Keep in mind, China has a president, but it isn't a corporate. It's not the way it works exactly. here. Yeah. Okay, so like, everyone's talking about like the economy and stuff, and 
Okay, I've never been the person to genuinely wonder, like, what's up with the economy? Like, I've always thought about, like, if the planet can't operate under the climate crisis, then no one can operate humanitarian-wise, like, like, economy-wise. So I'm like, can you genuinely, like, this is genuine, explain to me, like, why, like, we just got over, like, (laughs) having President Trump. Like, can you explain to me why a lot of people are, like, very concerned yes, about the economy more than, like, the climate and humanitarian right. issues. Like, I genuinely yes. wonder. So the the issue there... Everything's economy. We could... We yeah. could everything's everything economy. is beautiful, also the planet. All right. So, but it's... Exactly. It's all in the planet. Because if you look at not only human history, our natural history, yep. our mm-hmm. cosmic history, there you can call it whatever you want. You can be as atheist as you want. There is an underlying narrative of cause and effect, mm-hmm. and coincidence right. works out the way it should. You can call it luck. I don't believe in luck. You can call it whatever you want, but it is in, it's undeniable. Mm-hmm. With that, you see China now. China is the only country that's still harvesting ivory, is yep. still fully supporting fisheries, is still doing blood mining in Africa. Right. China is... Dis- as dystopian can, can, can as you, you back can get. that those that's so heavy statements can you back it up can i well, back so it up at least? you said you like yes, you, you accuse them of i'm not saying you're wrong but you said they're bl- still blood mining in africa is there anything you can back it up with yes i can't because the the greatest buyer of ivory and diamonds is china china just tried yep. literally tried to buy africa no, like i believe you but like for the viewers is there any like source like a citation you, a source you got that from a physical citation no that's just a cumulative knowledge of things that have happened over time look at, look at, i'm well, not, I'm feel, not gonna like dig you, too much deeper like but my point Google is it. where did you get that knowledge i'll, I will, I'll tell from you what a credible source, i'll write Chris, i'll write yeah. a report on china and i'll put it on the can't take a joke website All right. but i also feel there like the care for the climate for climate change for any of that kind of stuff i feel like that is all in governments i feel like that all is fueled by the economy well exactly and that's sorry let me like just just finishing up what i was saying is that china is the the last standing monolith of climate damage of economic damage and what you see in that underlying narrative, as we see China starting to build wars with mm-hmm. Taiwan and with Hong Kong, that will eventually grow into something with the United States. It's inevitable. We will see China fall at some point, and I guarantee you they will not go out quietly. There will neither be, will we. Neither will we. Yeah, right. exactly. We will fall yeah, at some true. point. Exactly. Yep. Every empire falls. Exactly, yeah. So at some point, there will be a fallout with China. Uh, so it's not yep. Whether it's, it's devastating or not is right. up in the air. However, there will be economic fallout. Um, and what's important about that is that we need, to, we need to recognize that. And we need to see China as the superpower it is because... Um, what we can we can talk as much like I, there's a thousand bad things I can say about Donald Trump, but what he was doing was standing up to China. If he didn't do anything else, if he if I'm not I won't say anything else about what he did, right. but he did stand up to China yeah. and say you're not going to take advantage of our country, um, and we're not seeing that anymore. 
Um, the only people standing up to China now are Poland and Russia. Russia, yep. And <laughs> Australia. Yep. Um, those are the three. Badass, those are right? the three. Grown a moose shirtless. What? To to jump off of that, like yeah, Alex, n- take over. Not please. even like re- revolving around China, but like when you asked, you were like, why do people uh-huh. care about the state of the economy? Yes. Economy over the state of the climate and exactly. the planet. Uh-huh. I really. Mine is a little more darker. I think it's really just comes down to people being selfish and they care about Not how money absolutely. works. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, they care about how money works, how they uh-huh. can make more money. Who gives a shit if the planet's dying? Yeah, exactly. that's my thing. Is that's like, kind of why. I feel like if it's climate change and whatever we have to put <clears throat> into fixing things if it's not going to be monetarily if it can't be beneficial. monetized yeah. uh-huh. they're like oh it recycling yeah exactly. if we can't find a way to re- like to recycle uh, to monetize recycling why do it well, I'm telling you these move people... to Colorado they literally have yeah, compost pickups yeah. do you a think these what? people have a value yeah. Yeah. do you think these people have a value for living in a cabin in the right. mountains well that's the thing is that is that I in do. Colorado <laughs> unfortunately exactly. I do too it's, right. why is it a liberal mentality uh-huh, exactly. to save the planet Bro, right because you like, mentioned in colorado they have those stationary pickups right colorado is genuinely more a liberal liberal state, state. Why, yeah. is uh-huh. it, why is it racist to be they, a trump supporter that's not what we're talking about right now <laughs> anyway i agree I, i'm, I'm here for it <laughs> uh, well we could talk about that but, but the thing is why about. why is saving the planet a liberal or a hippie movement exactly right. dude like we all come fr- we if it weren't for the planet where would the fuck would so, we exactly exactly we are Pull, pull the mic. Oh, sorry. You're good. We, like, we invaded, like, the space of the planet, if that makes sense. Right, like, it does, if it, it does. Like, the animals that live here, we're like, bro, a deer's fucking crossing the road, I'm gonna hit it. Right. No, bro, we invaded their land. Yeah, 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 exactly. Let me, let me speak on that for just a second. Yeah, go for it. Pull the mic. I actually, pull the mic so everybody can hear you. I actually did... Uh, Crack an egg of knowledge on us. I, I was on the debate <laughs> team in high school. Unsurprisingly to a lot of people, I was it's on the debate team. In high it's not surprising to me at all. Not surprising no, at all. not at all. So, have you met Ryan? The, the, the <laughs> <laughs> this kid can the, argue. Let's do it. The basis for a debate team is you see both sides, you make an that. argument for both sides, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is hard to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's um, the basis depending. of any argumentative yeah. essay. You, yeah. you have to, you have to argument. You have to at least acknowledge the you, other side. You have to argue both argue sides. Yeah. Majority of the people are to do that. So, so you well. see both sides. Yeah. You see, oh, this is a big argument in my like in their favor in my downfall. Mm-hmm. How do I counter that? Right. So the argument as far as climate change goes is. The Earth goes through its natural cycles, which is mm-hmm. true. Yes, there are a bunch of of uh, like examples of climate change in the Earth. The dinosaurs dying, uh, people evolving as evolution as what we are today. Evolution in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So the the argument right now is whether climate change is solely based on human interaction. Or whether it is based on what the Earth naturally does, and there is a strong argument to the Earth is doing this right now, mm. but people are definitely helping. 
Yes. And and that is that is the huge argument right now. There is there's a the, I don't mean to cut you off, but there is um evidence that the Earth goes through warm periods. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Goes through warm same, periods. It's the same goes through opposite periods. of yeah. the ice look, age. Look at yeah. the ice age. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna be like screaming like oh global warming and yeah. everything like that. But my my argument was more it, like came from the idea of like. Take fracking, for example. Yep. Like, they're yep. like, oh, we exactly. can monetize off fracking. Yep. But it, it is, it's the worst way you can collect oil from the planet. Right. Uh-huh. And my, yes. like, my, what I was trying to express was like, oh, we can monetize from it. Like, who cares? Exactly. Yeah, I, and, and, that's and that's again, the economy issue. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree with, honestly, everybody's point of view here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is incredibly interesting. That's why I'm yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. I, I, so, I, I want to keep going. So there are bad ways to go about doing things. Yeah. Yeah. But the percentage of change that mm. that is causing mm. is minuscule at best really right so how do you equate what you can see as change to what is what is changing expressed as change so the you look at uh how do you look at a hard truth versus a pretty lie see this is a, a difficult conversation ah yes um so you look at like things such as fracking you think you look at things such as uh uh, like the, the pipeline being not the, constructed. The pipeline, the the natural gases that humans are putting off in general, driving cars and factories and any anything else you can think of. Um, the 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 change that you're seeing in the atmosphere is not directly tied to those natural gases being put it off put, put off. Like ba- based on what you're seeing from other people and from certain sources. You look at at things such as like the the hole in the ozone mm-hmm. and mm. all of that. Like, My ass. Let me tell you about the hole in the ozone. All right, tell me about the hole in the ozone. That bro. was due to hairsprays back in the seventies. <laughs> Okay, you're it, <laughs> no, I'm not an idiot, okay, Alex. Okay. It's a proven fucking fact. It contributed, but it's not no, the sole No, but let purpose. me tell you something about the ozone layer. <laughs> it regenerates don't every time lightning strikes. It does. No, but every really, time lightning gonna... strikes, the ozone layer... Re- there's no hole anymore because of lightning. Lightning doesn't affect the ozone. Yes, it does. It produces ozone. Well, right. well, Andrew, if you're, you're an, an idiot. An Alex, if you would stop actually. using your hairspray for five minutes, maybe the plant... I don't use hairspray. I'm all natural, bitch. Yeah, look at him. He doesn't use hairspray. Look at him right now. My shit's greasy. <laughs> Sorry, Lena, before you could, just building building off of that, because you're going to build Ryan. off of what I'm going to say. Probably. Um, specifically with the, the pipeline mm. that was, they, they called off the pipeline, that pipeline would have eliminated fracking. Yeah, That pipeline exactly. would have not yeah. only eliminated fracking, but it also, <clears throat> instead of having oil traveling through yep. that pipeline, you would have had... Dozens of trucks moving oh, across the country. Her off. Yeah. No, well, no, no, I'm just like passionate because, about this topic. No, so because I, I understand what good. she's coming at, but my my whole point there being is that I know that having the pipeline above ground being through um, ecological territory, you know, that's important and that has repercussions. Mm. But that has far less repercussions than the not only the emissions put off by the transport but also the 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 well the fucking the repercussions of having to frack Words on civilians hard. would you rather have to go into a neighborhood and frack for a ye- for a few years to get natural gas or if you already have a Tomato. oil reserve having that pipeline carry it across the country i mean i know that it has 
It's definitely not preferable. It's not something you want. However, it's it, it saves the civilians from fracking. It saves people from having to evacuate their lands. Right. Um, and having something like that, that would the the sole reason that that was torn down was because people were like, no, we don't want a pipeline. Like that's a bad thing. Yep. However, now that we don't have that, there's going there. The damage is going to be far greater. Yep. Um, and that's that's what's scary because people are and sorry, Lena. Before I'm, I'm going on yeah, a I tangent. Have, here, I want to hear from Lena but uh, after this, especially with with things like um like the uh, wind turbines, the giant fans. You know, that is very dependent. Giant go. Fans. You want to go that's, back to our initial conversation? Go back to Kansas, <laughs> okay. bro. Yeah, yeah nothing but wind turbines. Exactly, man. it's nothing but wind turbines. Now that's that's all well and great. You're getting some wind energy yep. from there. That's dependent on the wind. However, how much electricity are you putting into that farm of electric turbines yeah. to run? And, how, and you're not. You how are you fueling that electricity? You're like fueling that. it with coal. Okay. Yep. Before we it becomes redundant. Farm? It generates electricity itself. No, that's okay. the, again, that's dependent on the on wind. Yes, which is a natural occurring <laughs> but thing. It, it starts its but not always with electricity. So if you have a thousand turbines, nah, get me up on that bitch. I'll push okay, it. Okay, before you, <laughs> hold on, before we diverge from from climate, that's what we need. Ahead. We need Change a thousand people shit. pushing Lena, the turbines. What did you say? So everyone, I'm sorry, like, I'm so sorry, oh, Lena. For, you're fine. <laughs> everyone looks at like climate climate change and they think factories oil drilling like yes yeah but also think about like where you shop like where you shop i'm gonna be on the podcast later on like next week so like mm. you'll hear more about this but yeah, like this you, ooh, yeah but you think of like the fashion Sauce. industry the fashion industry <laughs> is the second greatest player in climate change where you shop fast fashion yes. is yeah. majorly contributing yes. to that the way that they produce their clothes child labor paying their laborers like five cents an hour it's ridiculous when you can literally shop at thrift shops and get clothes for five like a pair of jeans for five dollars like a shirt for three dollars like you really have to think about these things like specific colors come from certain um minerals or animals or black comes from octopi i learned it well no understood but there's a certain (laughs) (laughs) so i'm wearing like a lot of octopus right now (laughs) Is that how that works? No, Lena. Yeah, will you're an a certain, pussy, bro. Like, will a certain <laughs> shade of black come from an endangered octopus um, or something like that? Is that why it's so detrimental to our um, ecology? Well, where, like, if it comes from an animal or something like that, I am not sure. I know that furs, I'm personally against wearing anything that comes from an actual live animal. Anyone else, like, if you're for that, like, do you. But, like, personally, I can't bear wearing I'm something that's like made of like a raccoon being. or something like you can but feel it on you, you yes know what I mean? yes yeah. but it's like the way that it's produced the way it's produced in factories it caught like making a pair of jeans is so much water like you use so much water just to make one pair of jeans and the dyes and everything that go into it like why do that why shop high trends fast fashion when you can get the same exact stuff but from a thrift store, for thrift store, I work at a nonprofit thrift shop. Well, I did like last week. I don't anymore. I quit. Um, fun. Which but one are you about to say? Hope's Treasure Sterling. There's one in like Leesburg and Ashburn. Nice. Yeah, and you. But the thing is, they actually lied to me, and they said all the clothes that we take off the floor, we package and ship overseas. And I found out from the production crew, they'd put them on a truck and put them in the landfill in Pennsylvania. 
Like wow, seriously. Wow. And it's a nonprofit, dude. Like, and, and they I, lied to you. That's why they lied doing to me. It is because they're nonprofit. And mm-hmm. they run homeless shelters, and all the food that we get donated, they take the food home for groceries. Mm. Like you can't. It's I personally want to. What else are you gonna do with it? It's gonna expire. Well, Starbucks, not to like interject with Starbucks though, like all that food yep. that we throw away at the end of the day, yep. like we have to clean out like any food that goes bad, any food that's in the pastry case, right. anything that's in the fridge, we legally have to throw it away. Fucking yep. Andrew, my, Andrew used to work at Starbucks. Don't fucking say it, bro. Yes. Don't fucking you, say it. If you I'm take it home, trouble. you'll get fired. Yeah, my sister worked at Starbucks and How can you get she trouble? complained about Let that me explain every it. single day. She's in the same boat, like similarly to uh, Lena mm-hmm. with we need to be taking care of the planet. Yeah. And and she's been so interested in marine biology mm-hmm. uh, since she was like super young. Mm. Who is and this? Emma, my sister. Uh, so that's like her her stance on things. We need we need to take care of the planet, and and things should not be going to waste like they are right now. Yeah. She worked at Starbucks and she felt <laughs> awful every day throwing out all the stuff that was no, in the display like case yes, and dude. the stuff that didn't get sold that needed to be sold. And yeah, immediate trash. I, I'm I'm the kind of person like when stuff hits its expiration date, it's good for another few days. Right? Like let's be honest here, too. it's good yeah, for geez. it's good You'll for almost for a week, week longer. Like, yes. And I'm some not, stuff is good for way longer than yeah. that. If it's like, well, it's the thing is the example. It's like if it's frozen, you have to throw it away. Now, if I'm willing to eat it and I'm not like I'm not homeless, like I'm not like in living in poverty. If I'm willing to eat it, then, why can't we bag yes, it up and take exactly. it to a shelter? Yep. So. And I know it all comes down to legality of things. Like, well, you like can be sued if someone gets sick off it. Or if they get yeah. sick, you can be sued. But and also, it's, I it's, think I think Starbucks can take that hit. It's right? a, <laughs> it's, exactly. a, it's a really shitty way of looking at things. So yeah. when I... Like, when it, when it, oh, sorry, so sorry. But right there, monetize. Yeah. Right there, that's the whole thing about it revolves around economy. It's like, well, we can't give that up. We can't risk helping people in need of food because someone may sue us and then we exactly. may lose yep. money, which gives us a bad name. Right. So when I, when I worked at Dunkin' Donuts, um, every now and then we'd have like still like 50 donuts left over. So at the end of the night, we had to throw them in trash bags yep. and put them in the dumpster. So what I did was I took all the donuts that were desirable and I put them in a trash bag. <laughs> now, when I went to throw them out, keep in mind it was it was cold out, so it was all good. Yeah. Keep, I, t- I put keep them in mind, Andrew's also mildly sus. So like. I put them in a trash bag and I threw everything away. But you know, sometimes I miss the trash can, oh, yeah, totally. and a bag of donuts just happened to land outside of the dumpster. It's, so yeah. at you know, like later in the night, you know, a couple of a couple of dummies would go back and they would take the bag of donuts. It's, it's not stealing. Yeah. And it's not stealing these dummies, trash. Oh, I can't name drop. <laughs> But, um, you know, <laughs> the dummies would go and get the bag of donuts. They'd take it to a party, you know, because, you know, that's what dummies do. I would do that, too. When they're, you know, and then everyone's yeah, like, oh, it. my God, you threw, you bought a bag full of donuts? That's disgusting. Wait, oh, my God, is that strawberry shortcake? No. Let me get one. Hold then on. everybody starts taking the donuts. I did that. It's not trash. If it, it's not stealing if it's It's trash. public property at that point. Yeah. If it's in the dumpster, you are legally allowed to dumpster dive. Exactly. And then Miss Ashley goes, what the? fuck is this trash bag doing on my fucking coffee table <laughs> oh I, dude i ate out of that bag of donuts i didn't even <laughs> that's so funny what that you brought to ben and sam's house yeah i did i ate out no of that i bag, didn't do bro. that no, no i never did that i, ate out of I, that I bag. do remember a story of someone who did that oh that wasn't 
Did their name rhyme with man, Mandrew? <laughs> their, their name happens to rhyme with Pan Q. Pan Brew. Pan, Pan Brew. Pan Brew. But it, it was it was not me. I never did. Well, that. I ate out of that bag of donuts. That that, no. that bag of donuts was sitting there for for over a week. And then that person that that happened to be a barter, from what I heard, donuts for <laughs> weed. I mean, fair. and then that person's mother said, "Stop bringing donuts to the house for weed." So I brought a whole fucking no, I didn't. That person brought a whole fucking bag of donuts. So I didn't for know. a whole bunch of fucking jazz lettuce. Jazz lettuce. Yeah, baby. The devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce. Uncle Herb. Uncle Herb. That's clever. Oh my God, whose fucking dog is this? I don't know, but. You know whose dog that is. I want those Pringles, though. We should open All right, those. baby. Did you bring those Pringles? No, I didn't bring them Pringles. Are we going to pause this Hit space shit? bar. Yeah, hit space bar. Hit space bar. We'll be right back, baby. Thank you for listening. Four. We're I back. I accidentally clicked it on. <laughs> 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 okay. So we're going right now? Yeah. All right. Welcome back, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed that non-intermission you guys have to... Um, <laughs> experience so we're gonna get right back into it but i want to ask shannon a question i heard your dad bought a boat my dad bought a boat tell us about a like a yacht boat. a sailboat it's a, a sloop it how big is a sailboat it's about 70 75 feet i think yeah it's so like a 75 footer sailboat. Oh, that's a yacht that's a big ass boat it's, it's yeah i mean it has four bedrooms it's, yeah i was gonna say four what do you do sell Porsche? Apparently. yeah that's not uh-uh. a boat <laughs> So yeah, he took, bought a house. Yeah. He took all of his money out of his 401k because he retired a few years ago. Oh, nice. um, he was diagnosed when oh, I was, was too busy giving me stupid fucking projects to work on. Oh yeah, on. he likes to give Andrew mindless projects that have no use to him at all. But you're but super funny. ADHD, so that's why he gave yeah, them to you because he knows <laughs> exactly how to deal with that. Especially when he's I'm ADHD drunk. Too. <laughs> But yeah, so my dad was diagnosed at, when I was about 17. He was 48. Pull my closer. Um, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's. And so he was a cyclist before that. Um, he used to race cars. He was um, he got into competitive sh- like air pistol shooting because one of his... Airsoft bike- guns? No, like air pistols. Airsoft guns. <laughs> What's the difference? I don't know. What bullets? The, a bullet? Can, <laughs> yeah. Air yeah, pistol? It's, it's not. Yeah, it's, an air it's pistol not can a, kill a you. spring mechanism or a combustion. Why is it called air pistol the then? Because it, they because laughed at air. me like I'm ignorant. That's a CO2 yeah, it's pistol. Like, why do it's, I bother explaining shit if you're not going to listen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fueled by air, but it can kill you. But so his. So friend, it's a regular oh, gun. Very much. So just say shooting. Whatever. So he his, bought a shooting. No, but it's speci- it's specifically air pistols. Like he doesn't shoot any other gun. I don't get it. Anyway, his friend Kent, um, <laughs> who was on like the same bike team as he was, he almost made it to the Olympics. They take wow. ten people to the finalists for Olympics, and uh, his friend Kent was twelfth. So he like just barely missed it in the country. It in the world. In yeah. the country. Yeah. But so, um, yeah, he was a cyclist and did all of that stuff. And then he got Parkinson's, which naturally took all of that away from him. So basically he, I mean, he retired at 52 um, because he couldn't go to work anymore and couldn't do the stuff that they expected of him because he was in IT and very high up in his position. He had been there for 25 years, blah, blah, blah. But so basically when he lost all of these passions and 
everything that he was doing, he decided, okay, the last thing I'm going to do, the last big purchase I'm going to make is I'm going to buy a boat and I'm going to live on it for the rest of my life. And so for the last few years, he's been looking and he's found a million boats that he's in love with and just couldn't purchase them yet. So this year, finally, back in, I think, April, um, first of all, he got surgery. He got the, um, it's called, um, for the part for Parkinson's, it's a... Um, no, Parkinson's to me is, um, that's the peak. That that's um, Parkinson's and dementia for me are yeah. are this are equitable yeah. with death. Yeah, um, absolutely. And he, had, I mean, he he pretty much gave up, and he was he was ready to be done. And so they have this this new procedure that's um, been around for probably about ten years now. And like Michael J. Fox talks about it all the time because mm-hmm. he has Parkinson's and he has the Michael J. Fox Foundation and actually. The, the bike team that my dad was on um, was sponsored by Michael J. Fox. Um, but so Sam he Ray. just got the surgery. Um, Wait, okay, so I'm sorry, yeah, but no can we take a step back? Because I know what Parkinson's is because I've, yeah. I've seen it, right. honestly, through him. Mm-hmm. But can you explain what comes with Parkinson's? Yeah, so the first <laughs> the first thing that we noticed, we actually... Um, oh, I already have some tequila. He was on... Prozac, an SSRI antidepressant, and apparently one of the side effects of Prozac has been, and I was on it too, um, they've noticed that people who are on Prozac start to get um, muscular tremors. So he started to notice that his hand was, he had a tremor. So that's like uncontrollable the, movement, now shaking. Is, the, is that muscle atrophy or is that um, no? It's like in over overaction, yeah. basically. Yeah, and it's okay. painful. But he, it's painful. He so does this, right? Yeah. So yeah. the tremor is it's like essentially just a constant, never-ending muscle spasm. Yeah. So he it's it's the shaking, um, and and you can't you just can't control it. You can't control that muscle anymore. Um, I remember one time uh, back when I was at school, I was I, I used to ride my bike to the gym, mm-hmm. and one time I was riding back from the gym, and I'd taken a lot of pre-workout, and it was enough like pretty yeah. much a pre-workout overdose, but mm-hmm. uh, my legs. Yep. gave out on me. I couldn't pedal my bike um, and I was holding my bike as it kind of yep. just went I fell to the side and I was like what the fuck is happening mm-hmm. um, and I just laid there kind of like I was like someone help me like well, yeah. my legs aren't working right. yeah I cannot imagine I mean that yeah. is every it's, part of your body very, yeah that's very very similar and it's um, obviously it gets worse as you progress through the, the disease and um, I've seen you know people who you know, end up in wheelchairs or whatever because they can't, they just can't move anymore. And so as a very active person, as the breadwinner of the family, all of that, he lost all of it. And, um, Wait, you're telling your father overcame Parkinson's. No, he, 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 as that, as, as being all those things, he got Parkinson's and he, that's how it affected his life. he was able to keep living. But no, like, he's, he's living his best life. He's, right? he, he's definitely living his the, best life. But so he was he was a cyclist and he used to race. He actually raced with he yeah. raced one time with Obama before Obama was president. And then he raced with Lance Armstrong. One that's time. the story like, we were talking about earlier. I, he tried to incredible. scare. He is a big Porsche guy. Yeah. And he tried to he got me in his car and 
before I got in the car, I looked at Shannon. I was like, your dad is trying to scare me right yes, now. Yes, that's what he does. So I looked at I looked at Shannon. I said, do you trust him when it comes to driving? He, Shannon says, um, I trust nobody else but him. So I was like, yes. I bet. I was drunk. So I was like, let's go. Got in the car. This motherfucker floors mm-hmm. it. A hundred out of their neighborhood. Yep. We get to the highway. He goes, He dr- I'm not <laughs> kidding. He drifted up. The yep. exit ramp onto another highway, yep. and if that, I'm like glued in my seat because of the the center of gra- not yep. the center of gravity, but the the centrifugal force. <laughs> I'm glued in my fucking seat mm-hmm. because he's driving so fast, and that's when I asked him, "Do you not worry about cops?" And that's when he taught me about cops. Yep. That's how I know how to fucking identify a yep. cop from the, three miles away. Now, mm-hmm. Shannon's father. If you he, should have him. He on is the a podcast. beast. I no, love him. No, I literally, him. I literally tell people, I'm like. Why should some he of, care? Some of my friends, I'm like, I don't even want to introduce you to my father because you're just want going to want to hang out with him and never want to <laughs> hang out with me again. Like he's such a beast. Yeah, this. That's I mean, what it is. so he grew up sailing boats, racing cars, racing bikes, all of that kind of stuff. And so obviously with Parkinson's, he tried to continue on with that and. If he didn't take his Parkinson's medication before he raced, then he was shaking the entire time. But if he took the Parkinson's medication, he wasn't, he didn't have the tremors, but he was like extra slow. So he Mm -hmm. had to give up Mm -hmm. the racing and all of this stuff. And um, now, do you know um, what's in that medication? Like, I've seen videos of, you know, Dude, a video that's literally brought tears to my eyes mm-hmm. has been a Parkinson's patient, yep. uh, like, trying marijuana. Yes, I've seen um, that. He's about. completely, he's having yep. tremors. He takes one hit, and he's and they, able to, calm, like, he, yep. he himself is in tears because he's actually yep. still for once. Um, yeah, so, uh, in terms of marijuana, it, it does help the tremors for him, um, but he also had, gets very bad, like, anxiety highs. So he hasn't really yeah. found something that really, really helps. But he was on this uh, medication for like three years called um, trihexyphenadryl. And essentially when, when he started taking that, and he didn't realize that it was a medication until he went off of it, but he lo- started losing memory. He couldn't smell anything anymore. He He's always had a crazy, crazy spice tolerance and he could not even eat like uh if there was like a hint of jalapeno in a dish it lit his mouth on fire and it created all of these behavioral issues this compulsiveness his narcolepsy all of this stuff and as soon as he went off of it it was completely different and then this past year he got um i still cannot remember what it's called um dbt uh deep brain stimulation that's what it's called um Hmm. dbs and it is a specific parkinson's surgery and so by by i mean without you delving further Mm -hmm. on that um just from that alone uh that tells me that parkinson's is neurological oh it is yeah it's people don't realize that too it's because i mean you think of parkinson's and you're like okay the tremors and that's what you see that's what you notice about people but that comes off as like a nerve yeah is it hereditary um, so there, down down life, there is a risk that it will be passed on to you. Absolutely, yeah. It apparently typically skips a generation. Um, it came 
I mean, we figured it out. It came from his mom's side of the family. Her, I think it was her grandfather, actually, who had Parkinson's. And my dad just got it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is hereditary. It's genetic. But there are also things in your lifestyle that you can do to help prevent it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if it's coming, it's coming. But Are there... Um... Because I know with some diseases like Huntington's, you can get like a blood test and they tell you if you're positive or negative. Right. Is that a thing when it comes to Parkinson's? Like you can't like get it checked out? No, because you have the gene and it's literally mm-hmm. just if your body decides that you're going to start having Parkinson's, then you're going to have so it. So they, wow. they can't test to find out if you're susceptible, but they can test if you have it? Yeah. they can. Yeah. They can no, they can't even test if you no. have it. Yeah. How do they know he has it? Is it By ruling of the everything else out. So, like I said, he was on Prozac, and Prozac, one of the side effects, is tremors. Mm. So, that's what we initially thought was what was happening, and so they took him off of Prozac. They didn't go away. So then, that was another sign, and then it's noticing the mental stuff and mm-hmm. the the neurological and psychological um, effects that it has, because... He's always been ADHD his entire life, but it got like 10 times worse once the Parkinson's started to onset. And he's always had issues sleeping. Is, and that, that, why, got is worse. that why he's up at 3 a.m. doing yep. woodwork? Mm-hmm. It causes both insomnia and narcolepsy. So he will be up for four days at a time without sleeping. Jesus. And then he'll crash for two days. Uh, but then he was also, he would be driving to work or driving to a meeting and he would fall asleep. And he crashed the Porsche a couple of times because he fell asleep driving. The, the amount of times that I've, that I've walked into her house to pick her up or something or whatever. And I walk up the stairs and just hear like the slight snoring. sound of snoring. <laughs> And I just look over at the couch, and he is sitting fully upright, yep. passed out on the couch because he's been up for 72 plus hours yep. straight, and he just needed that break. Damn. Like, it, it's it's crazy the yeah. amount of times I've walked in, and he's just sitting fully upright on the couch, asleep, because he's just been up for so long. Yep. But yeah, so he got, I think it was January, um, he got DBS, deep brain stimulation. And Do you know what that, that is? Yeah, I was about to ask, yep. is that in a I know the, the entire it? process, yeah. So, um, it is a Parkinson's procedure, surgical procedure, and it's two-parter. You go in and you get, they cut into your brain, they open your entire brain and skull up, and they stick electro- electrodes in. And during the first part of the surgery, that's what they do. They put the electrodes in. And then while you are, your brain is still completely open and exposed and whatnot, they wake you up and they take you to the MRI room. They do an MRI to make sure that your brain is still functioning properly. And then they take you back and leave the electrodes basically sewn into your body. And then you go back about a month later um, and get the device put in, and so it, my heart is pounding right now. That that's it's, a horrifying it, procedure. It's terrifying, and I found out that he was going in for it the day before he went in for it too. So I had no time to I mean, emotionally that, that prepare. Can't be, that cannot be something it's that terrifying. is that that cannot be something medically endorsed. That has to be no. It's like almost FDA approved. I mean, it's definitely still experimental in the results right now. But, I mean, Michael J. Fox has gotten it done, um, and it's... Has, yeah. he, has he really? hmm And wow. it, it's definitely, I mean, it's scary. And you have to be at a certain point 
in your disease to even qualify to get it. And my dad was, at first when he got diagnosed, he was like, no matter how bad I get, I'm never going to let it happen because I don't want people cutting into my brain. I, was like, right. I don't blame yeah, he, you. He doesn't, he doesn't let it, like Michael J. Fox, you can look at him, you see him shake, like yeah. even on TV. No, you, I, I they, had no idea he had a condition. Please, please You didn't know he had me. Parkinson's? I, no, you can look was, at him in interviews and yeah. he's sitting there shaking. He but, can't. Well, first he he like couldn't even walk for a really long yeah, time because yeah. it got so. Yeah, bad. but that's my point. Her dad doesn't let it on until, or maybe I don't know what the what it is specifically, but you don't realize it until you look at his hands. Yeah, you have to pay attention. Or you it. you've been around him long enough to understand mm-hmm. that it's three a.m. doing woodwork at three a.m. <laughs> isn't normal. Yeah, and like, when I watched him do that woodwork. Um, I saw his hands shake, but other yeah. than that, he still, he still, he still functions. There's, yeah. Well, there's like levels of like severity and how yeah, your, exactly. your personal body handles it. Cause I had a friend like from high school whose dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's and he was just on complete bed rest mm-hmm. for years. Like he couldn't even yeah. until he passed away, but like right. he couldn't even move. So it really just depends on the initial person and how mm-hmm. it like affects your body. Cause it's like Michael J. Fox somehow like he was. He couldn't walk for so long, yeah. but now he's moving around and well, walking. Well, that's because of the DBS. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so like the second part of the surgery, you go back in, and it's about you, a month you later. You definitely noticed a difference after the DBS, though. And yeah, so I'll explain this. Yeah. But so you go back in, you get the device put in, and so they hook the electrodes up. You've got six different points on your in your brain, and so they hook the electrodes up to those points in your brain. The wires come down through your neck to the right side of his chest and there's a like a device in the right side of his chest um and uh, a you can, device. yeah you can feel it like if you hmm. press on his chest you can feel it in there but so and then they gave him uh, a new phone um it's a samsung phone that uh just has that the app on there and it is legitimately an app to are we taking shots I, I just, do I have I, a I shot? Take. Honestly, it was kind of ignorant for me to take a shot. Yeah. It's okay. I love this That's deep fine. story. No, do you mind good. if I have a shot? <laughs> I just saw your hand just go like. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize. Right. Continue. Yeah. Continue. Um, but yeah, so um, the, the doctor's control. So even after he got the device put in, it wasn't even turned on. So then he had to go to his neurologist and she turned it on and she sets up the the signals that get sent literally to the electrodes in his brain. And so he his device can turn the entire thing up and the entire thing down and on and off, but and it's going to take at least a year to perfect the signals that are going to his brain. Mm. Well, it's um, Parkinson's is such it's, it's still an under, a yeah, misunderstood exactly. No one understands disease. the full thing. It's it's I mean, again, there's no real test for it, so you can't like like there's cancer, you can do a biopsy and figure out that that's cancer. There's no test for it. Mm. You just have to rule everything else out until you're like, okay, this is the only thing that it can be. And that's what they did with my dad. And so the, the it sends signals both to the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain and helps control the tremors. And I've 100% noticed the difference in him, but it's also we as a family prepared ourselves because we were all like super excited that this was happening and that he was finally getting this procedure and whatever. But we also prepared ourselves to not have super high expectations for the first even year that he has that device in him because you still have to figure out 
what the correct pattern of signals to send is, plus it starts progressing and it gets worse over time. So you still have to continually up it a little bit to make sure that those signals are still being effective. Um, and I don't understand all of the science behind it. And my dad, I mean, this man is a genius. He has literally a genius level IQ. Um, he went into it as a career and did amazing in that, but he, uh, he could have gone into any type of medical degree because (laughs) if I have some random diagnosis or if I even have, you know, a weird symptom going on, I call him and I'm like, Hey, what's going on with my body? And he's like, this is what's happening you need to go to the hospital or you don't need to go to the hospital or whatever. And he is just like a fucking genius. And so he understands all of this and, that's, and can that's explain really, it that's really so much better see. than I could. But is the most genius people yeah. have something holding them back. Well, and that's, I've been, <laughs> I've been constantly angry at the world for the last five, seven years that he's been diagnosed because it's like, this is the person that doesn't deserve this. This is Here's to the evil of the world. Right, yeah, exactly. Underlying narrative. The fucked up the world. The story of fate. Excuse the silence, we're taking Yeah. Shots. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> you take, you know, the most active guy who races bikes and races cars and races sailboats and all of that and he took pride in bring, being the breadwinner of the family, too. He made good money, like really good money for the family, and he liked to spend it. He liked to buy nice things. And so as soon as he lost that, it was, I mean, not only does Parkinson's cause mental health issues in general, but then you lose the lifestyle that you had before. So that's <laughs> very depressing and and uh it was very demasculating for him as well to no longer be the breadwinner of the family. And he had right before diagnosis, he had just had his second divorce. Uh, So my, my parents met in high school, they got married. I was born, they got divorced. And then he moved on married again, had my little sister. They got divorced because she's a psychopath, but that's a whole other story. Sorry, (laughs) Shannon, if if you don't mind me cutting in here, yeah, go for it. um, Just what you said about, him not being the the bread mm-hmm. the breadwinner anymore, not bringing that to the table, um, that resonates deeply with me because mm-hmm. through what your father has persevered. Sorry, this is just my perspective on yeah, it. Go, um, go like it. anybody can look at it any way they want. This is how I see it. Your father, he was strong enough to undertake the role of right. having Parkinson's. He wasn't um, at first, though. And that's, pr- I mean, that's something that I could go. Does he acknowledge it? Does he know he has it? Or is it one oh, of yes. those situations where he's like, nah, I don't got no, that. No, so he, he's, he's absolutely. Do you know the strength that it takes? Just to acknowledge it, yeah. Yeah. No, he absolutely acknowledges it. But when he was first diagnosed, I didn't find out from him. He's never said it to me ever. To this day? Life. To this day. Um, I found out from his mom. And I, I knew that it was a possibility. I knew that all of these tests were going on and all like he was figuring it out. But so short backstory, I lived with my mom and my stepdad in D.C. for 13 years until I was 16. And I went to for high school my first two years, I went to an all, a Catholic all girls school. And I mean, That's rough. just naturally in my life, I've always gotten better, gotten along better with guys just 
in general. My but sister's you like that whore. Too. Right? I know. <laughs> You're apparently, yeah. My sister's the same way. My mom's yeah. like, I hate bitches. Right? Seriously. That's She's what like, I'm saying. Can we just sit back and talk shit? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. But like, um, so our school was called Holy Cross, but the nickname like within all of those schools was Hori Cross because everybody was a slut there. Like, that's what we were known for. Whoa, whoa nice. shit. I almost went to court against my best friend. Like, it was just what craziness. Crazy oh school, awful. Oh, a whole other thing. Yeah. I was like, that sounds like a whole other story. And so I lived in D.C., and the school was in Maryland, so I took the metro every day from the beginning of the red line to the end of the red line, and then I danced after school and all of that. But so I lived with my mom, hated it, and my dad, my sophomore year of high school, called me and was like, hey, I'm getting divorced. And I was like, well, fucking finally, because I've been waiting for this for the last 10 years. But so he had to move from the house in Reston to a house in Sterling. And but you were, you were prepared for that. Oh, I literally, I cried for an hour, tears of relief. Um, and this is a whole other story. So the, my ex-stepmom, my mother's, or my sister's mom was severely, um, both physically and emotionally abusive to me. Um, because my sister and I was, I, I was telling you, like my sister was born, the first person born in the U S with the metabolic condition and the heart condition that she has. She studied at NIH, like all of that stuff. So it's like, okay, well then you have, you know, me who is the quote unquote normal child who doesn't have all of these issues. You were about to say goth. (laughs) (laughs) I I was that for a while. Nice. But yeah, when you don't have all of those issues and whatever, and you, and you see that child who is essentially living such a great life. And my sister who was not supposed to live past two weeks and then it was past two years and then it was past 12 years and all of that. I mean, that's that every special needs parent is going to coddle their child and shelter their child and say yes to everything. But so she got very abusive and um, towards me and then towards my dad. And my dad uh, is one of those people who emotionally shuts off completely. Um, And so I did not have a relationship with him from probably... 12 to 19 years old um i don't think you can i I don't think that's i i understand the emotional turmoil Mm -hmm. um i i I hope you don't blame him for that i think that that was the situation yeah and he i mean he still carries an immense amount of guilt because i mean there was definitely he could have done something he never said anything he never did anything to stop it and he's aware of that and I've never blamed him for it either. It's like, okay, she is her own person. Like, she's a crazy bitch in herself. So that's that's just what it is. Right. Um, and he, I mean, he definitely still carries that guilt. But it's, I don't blame him at all. Um, but yeah, so he, so they got divorced my sophomore year of high school. And that was at the point where I was like, basically done with the school that I was at. I don't, I'm not a city girl. I don't like living in the city. I didn't like living in DC anymore. And I was also going through a whole lot of like mental health issues of my own. My mom and I are way too similar. So we were fighting all the time. And so I basically just decided I'm going to move out. And so I did. And I told my dad, I was like, Hey, I'm going to move in with you and I'm going to move into Sterling and go to a public co-ed school compared to the Catholic all-girls school that I was going to. And so I moved in and very, very, very quickly, I was told by my father who was going through 
the lot. divorce and the mental health issues. And then six months after that was the start of the Parkinson's stuff. And I was told most days that I was not a priority, that I was a burden, that I, I mean, just all of this stuff. By and your so, stepmom? No, by my father. Oh, oh wow. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Directly. Yes. Uh, many, Genius. many, many, many times. Every day. Um, Ryan and I started dating a few months after I moved out to Sterling and started going to the school. And Ryan took me to all of my doctor's appointments. Ryan bought me all of the groceries that I had at the house. He What a man. Yeah, exactly. What a guy. I mean, seriously. And Such a beast. It's hilarious because it's like, I mean, Ryan hated my dad and I hated my dad. Um, I genuinely, my senior year of high school, I was applying for apartments to live on my own because I was just so miserable. And my dad just continued to tell me how much of a burden and uh, all of that I was. There, there are pictures, um, of Shannon on her graduation day of, the the two of us like yeah those are hugging, my favorite pictures of us like I'm I'm fully proud of her Even for being Ryan through that yeah I mean yeah 1976 <laughs> yep yeah definitely not 2014 or whatever 2015 2015 sorry Thank yeah you. I'm sorry I'm a year older than you but uh, there are pictures of me hugging yeah. Shannon in her graduation gown and just like so well, proud of her for making we, it through everything. We that got she made through, it through that together. Yeah. I feel like, and and that was it, a really big thing in our it, relationship. It, it wasn't a solo thing. It no. was a, it was a joint thing. I I and almost dropped out senior year. I <laughs> most days that I went to school and he drove me to school every day. Most days, the drive to school and then even yeah, like yeah. most of first period, I cried the whole time. Keep, keep in mind, I was in college and yeah. I I didn't want to be up early. <laughs> I, I took night Fair classes yeah, because right. fuck getting up early. <laughs> but he drove me to school every day. But yeah, so it was not until. Um, my dad's current wife, his, his third wife, I say third time's the charm. Um, she came into his life. They, uh, when, when was that? What year was that? 2014. 2014? Mm-hmm. We had been together for almost a year, or a little over, no, almost a year almost when a year, she yeah. came around. But yeah, so they had worked together. Um, like her company worked with his company on some project or whatever. So he knew her and had worked with her. But I guess they just started hanging out and um, she came into his life and started noticing the lack of effort that he was putting in and basically <laughs> sat him down one night and said, if you don't get your shit together and start making your daughters a priority and start putting in an effort to them, then I'm leaving. And that was enough for him to be like, okay, I've got to do this. I've got to yeah. get it together. That year on my birthday was the first time I ever heard him say, I love you. There, there, um, was, a, there was a point in time where... Almost every day, if not every other day, every three days, whatever, when I brought Shannon home, she broke down crying because she knew that, that her dad was in in a different place than yeah. than she was and wasn't focused on her and Well he had never I mean he had never been alone with a kid before. Yeah. He and, always and, had my mom yep. with me, and then he always had my stepmom with my sister. So and he didn't know how to looking, <laughs> raise a kid. Looking back on it, and at the time, like I 100% blamed her dad for the way that he treated her, the way that he decided not to do things for her on her was it your 17th or 18th birthday. It was my 17th birthday, my first birthday that I had not seen my mom like my entire yep. life. I was always right. with my mom on my birthday. 
But yeah, so he, it was my first birthday in Sterling, my first birthday away from my mom, all of that stuff. And my dad left the entire day to go go karting with his friends and left me alone on my birthday. And uh, my. <laughs> One of my actual, my ex stepmom. He went go karting. He went, went go karting. He abandoned me on my birthday. Yeah. And just left wow. her. Um, this was before we were even dating. And yeah, we didn't start dating until November. This was in yeah. early October. But yeah, so I had a fr- like a family friend come take me out to dinner to dinner or whatever. But so that was just the relationship that we had for several years until his wife came into the picture. And um, I actually texted him one night uh, after she had been around for a little bit, and I said, uh, literally, my text was, "Can we keep her?" Um, because she was the one who sat him down and said, get it together. Like, this is how it's going to be. You're going to make your daughter a priority. You're going to have a relationship with her or I'm gone. And I was the only one. um, They got married in like a little tiny ceremony and I was the only one there. Um, And uh, I I told my dad... (laughs) um, that if he fucked this up, literally my words were, if you fuck this up, and you guys end up getting divorced. I don't care that I'm 21 years old at this time when they I got married. Her. I said she gets me in the divorce because she just she is just she knew what she married into because he already had the Parkinson's. He already had all of the issues. This is the the woman Cecile. that I've met. Yeah, Cecile. Yeah, Cecile. The current the current wife. I've never had a conversation yeah. with her. I have to have a conversation with someone to remember yeah. the name. Is Cecile a good enough woman to drink to? Absolutely. Oh, Especially Kino's. drink then. Because she's Polish and vodka's her fucking hey, drink. There you <laughs> go. All right. Hey. Here's, here's oh, me. Here's to Cecile. On that. All right. On this Maybe last shot. Let's do it. Yeah. I do have to head out. Yeah. You're heading out? I have to head out, bro. An hour and a half go, before bro. you said you had to. You never said that. Hey, man, it's all good. Now. It's all good. We planned <laughs> for it. He's got to go. He's got to go. Yeah, man. Is what it is. I'm going to take my trip to Colorado. I'm so excited. Alex, you better yeah. take it. Wait, how long pictures. are you there for? Uh, like a week. Oh, plus. damn. If yeah. you're... If we get back on Sunday, so if you, like, dr- even drive oh, shit, by... Oh, I'm still there. Like, yeah, no, seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> just show up. Fucking A, yeah. I've, I've told all of our friends, I'm like, literally, you could call me at Denver Airport and be like, hey, come pick me up, and I'm like, all right, see you yeah. soon. <laughs> Fucking bet. All right, hell yeah, then. She works from home. Yeah. <laughs> all right, word, yeah. I'll let all you right. guys Cheers, know. guys. Cheers, Cecile. To Cecile, man. To everyone listening, put your arm up. To Cecile. To Cecile. Get a drink. Get a drink. Pause this, get a drink. <laughs> Alright, bro. Yo, come take my seat. Yeah, Ryan's gonna take your spot. It's all good, baby. You just spilled all your drink all over me. All over myself, actually. Right. Wait, actually, wait, get back, get back together because I gotta get a picture for the story. It's all good. Keep talking though, if you remember what you were talking about. He'll get it while you're talking. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, so Cecile was oh, you know. That in there. The person. It's for the it's for the cover photo too, (laughs) but I showered today for you, Alex. You should do it for yourself. I I got a haircut just for this, actually. You think I love myself enough to shower? You should do that for you, big guy. We just we just updated to quality photos instead of the Polaroid camera. I like the Polaroids. So So do we, but they're they're just a little bit not quality enough for us. Alright, can we take a after after our last guest, Tyrell? We now hold our the higher standards. <laughs> That's fair. You'll, his episode goes up tomorrow, everybody. May tomorrow. 6th, 12 a.m. Tomorrow. 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 
your episode will go up sometime after. <laughs> <laughs> One sometime, of these days. Probably Someday. a the week future. after the Andrew after the date Andrew just said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably next week. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, so Cecile was I was the only person at the wedding and it was out in Leesburg and it was like the cutest fucking thing in the world. I was the only person who knew that they were getting engaged too. My dad bought the ring the night before they left for Germany and they were going on a two week trip to Germany and he went and purchased the ring, threw it at me and was like, here it is. (laughs) So I was the only one who knew we're German. Like my family is German on his side. Oh, it's Deutsch. My Deutsch is not so good, but I can understand a Shut up. Du bist ein Scheißkopf. Lina, du bist ein Scheißkopf. I don't know what you're saying. Jake, du bist ein Ashlo. Ryan, so, du bist uh, ein Schlampa. Achtung! Oh, Achtung! No, but seriously, hit us up if you're out yeah, near of, us, anywhere. Yeah. Hit up. Send your information through the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the mic just Definitely. picked you up. Perfect, yeah. But yeah, so my dad and Cecile went to Germany and he bought the ring literally less than 24 hours before they even got on the plane. And um, he, so we are German, but like none of us know how to speak German. And Cecile. Is it, wait, 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 your dad's German? Or yeah. Cecile is German? No, so like my side of the family is literally like German, Swedish, in English. Actually, real quick, now that he's on his own spot, put the mic up to you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you got it now. Yeah. So, Ryan, now that over. you're in your own spot, everyone, Alex has left the building. He's going to keep it going, though. It's terrible. Ryan, so sad. keep it fist away. He's fisting himself now. <laughs> <Okay>. Continue. <laughs> so, yeah. So, now my, my family on my dad's side is, like, very... If you see a picture of me... I am blonde hair, blue eye, pale skin, like picture just the most most northern the European Aryan country. Race. Exactly. The, the quote that is unquote, what I, am. I say quote unquote master race. <laughs> Repeat. Quote if it unquote. was 1940s. If we, Two, if we were Hitler, the master race. we would be the the master race. Okay, I wouldn't have been killed in the Holocaust. Hold that. Let's chill. You, wait, what the fuck did you just hold say? Hold on, let's hey, let's Simmer down. Redact it. Redact it right now. No. Again, viewer discretion. We here at Can't Take a Joke do not con- not condone. It's not the word condone, but we do not condone. We do not condone everyone's everyone's thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are their own. They do not reflect their employer. No, no, no. I don't believe that I'm the superior race in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying that that's what Hitler. They do said. not reflect We're, their employer, organization, <laughs> or any other party. We're gonna backpedal right now. I am We're my own employer. Back here. Thank Please you very much. Please do not dox us. <laughs> We're gonna bring. We're gonna bring it back right here. Uh, <laughs> Shannon just is blonde. Very Shannon's pasty. very white. They'll very see pasty. it in the cover photo. And blonde. <laughs> They'll see it. And <laughs> no, but we anyway. ain't got film yet, but we'll have it soon. So, like, my whole family is predominantly German and whatever. But Cecile... Ah, Wait, I already did that. You did. Cecile is... She's, like, Polish. That is what her family is. But her family lived in Yo, Ryan, you touching my girl, bro? Excuse me. Straight up kidney shots, bro. Yeah, bro, I thought you were my fucking I'll come over there and kiss you on the mouth, bro. He can't. He can't. I'll make you question your sexuality. I'll put my tongue on your throat right now, bro. Dude. Stop it. Andrew. There's things I want to say I can't say. Andrew, shut the fuck up. 
Cup. He's looking at me with a kissy face. All right. Shut the fuck up. Let her continue. So, since uh, backstory, since Ryan and I started dating in 2013, Ryan's had about... Stop looking at me, bro! (laughs) (laughs) He's had like 15 different boyfriends constantly. I'm number one. Totally. He may have moved to Colorado. We may not have talked in five months, but I swear to God, I still rock his world better than anyone else. You realize that uh-huh. he and I used to fight over if you would be a bridesmaid or a am I still Am I still in that? No, you you're my be. bridesmaid. You might be. <laughs> Dude, we actually talked about that the other night. We'll get yeah. into that, though. Yeah. yeah. No. Wait, so am I still in that? You might be. No, 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 no. That's fair. No. I'm not disclosing Dips. information right now. No, 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 no. Real talk, real talk. That's fair. It's, it's been a while while since we talked i won't be offended dude i i i was the best man in my friend's wedding and i don't think he's gonna be in my wedding and i know i know a lot of people say like just because you're in their wedding doesn't mean they had to be in your wedding but at the same time i feel kind of bad no dude we i don't remember i'm so sorry to get off topic when i get off topic for 30 seconds i can't remember what we were talking about but i i remember saying yeah, they mentioned it to me before they left that <laughs> I was going to be a best man in their wedding. But, you know, as much as you want to be close with someone when they when they move away, it's, shit it's happens. Hard. Shit yeah. happens. Yeah. And I'm not offended if it and, comes to someone and, else. I don't and care. And not even just that, but being invited to a wedding in general mm-hmm. like, yeah. it is is close enough in and of itself. Right. Like, no, I want to give a shit. Th- there's, there's so much that goes into planning all that shit and everything. Yeah. Like, don't go wrong. Viewer discretion. Shannon and I are not engaged. Well, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> they she, will be soon. She, she'll stare at her ring finger long enough to where we will be eventually. But uh, right now, not engaged. Just dating. But yeah, no, but. no, no. no, no. My, my, my whole point, not to get sidetracked. We're going to get back in. Yeah, but my yeah, whole yeah. point was, um, yeah, they said that before they left. But I can't imagine it's still the same thought process. And even if even if it isn't, I don't care. It's, but it's, also, I feel like there are certain people and... Like whether you're you have for that friendship or whatever, but like I have certain friendships with people, with people where it's like I can go months without talking to you, but as soon as I see you and I'm back with you, nothing has fucking. Changed. It's like you never left. Exactly, and so that's what I look for. Honestly, is in friendships in general is like even if we don't talk every single day or whatever, if I can still be <laughs> as comfortable as we are with each other. Even after however many months yeah. we haven't seen each other, that's what I look for. No, I'm pretty for. sure that's what yep. I was talking about with yeah. you. I said, specifically my words, I, I, we literally talked about this like last night yeah. or another, another like two nights ago because I knew you guys were home. Um, you guys left with the mind state that I was going to be a best man because I, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong. I helped you guys with relationship issues or something. Right. We yeah. had a some, lot of long conversations some, about it. Yeah, some seriously. type of shit. But yeah. my point is people grow and things change and like i'm not going to be offended if i'm not i don't i don't right. i don't care obviously i'd support the fact but, but it's like, if it's changed at this point it's not going to it's not going to offend me it's not right. like i'm not your friend anymore because you didn't exactly. you didn't invite me to be a part of your bridal party mm-hmm. kind of thing but i yeah. also feel like our friendship and like this goes for a lot of friendships that i have in general but like our friendship not like necessarily grew from the distance but it's like yeah. we're all still as close as we were before we yeah, moved. To people Which, listening, I haven't seen these two cats in five months. <laughs> right? And, I haven't and, talked to them in five months. And the last time we did see each other, it was like we got together for an hour an and a hour. half. Yeah, yeah, Shannon got so drunk she forgot to say <laughs> goodbye yeah. to me. 
Typically, yeah. <laughs> I was I was standing there. She was saying goodbye to everyone. I was like, all right, is my See you later, here? bitch. <laughs> she starts walking away, and I was like, Shannon. She goes, oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> and, uh, drunk, Sh- drunk Shannon is a different person in general. So. Yeah, you can't blame Drunk Shannon for anything no. that Sober Shannon does. No. But, like, those are the best kind of relationships exactly. to have. Because, like, I've had friendships where if I don't see them for a week or, like, a month, they're like, oh, my God, you're the fakest fucking person right. I've ever met. But, like, dude everyone's lives are different. Yeah, I don't have to, pri- like, you have priorities, I have priorities, we aren't, like, each other's exactly main priorities. Right. And, like, that's okay, that's fine, dude. Like, we're going. I we're know for a fact that I could text both of you if something was, like, fucking going wrong or even, like, a fucking win in life. And I could text mm-hmm. you and be like, hey, this is what happened. And you guys would be there. And either to support me or to, like, fucking be like, yeah, hell yeah. So it's like... I don't need a friendship where I have to talk yeah. to you every day. I don't have to see you all the time yeah, and whatever. You, you don't need that codependency. No. Yeah. Exactly. When he when Ryan dropped it on me that I was going to be like a best man or groomsman or whatever the fuck the name is, I was like, why? <laughs> well, why? Why are you juicing me? <laughs> Not that I'm opposed to it, but like, what did but, I do differently? But give me an example. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why. Do you why you like me? <laughs> Why do you like me? No, but actually, like, Ryan and I have talked about the fact that I, like, if he doesn't have you in his groomsman party, I'm like, I'm taking him. <laughs> He's I don't like, give a shit. I'm still there to support regardless. <laughs> like, again, my, my, like, it's, it's, it's been, it's been five months. And based off the way that you guys have responded, it appears the way that it's not the same mind state as it was six months ago. So, in regardless, my point is, I don't care. I'm still going to be there to support right. unless you don't invite me to the wedding because then you're going to get a fucking black <laughs> that, hand. See, that's gonna a different get a bla- story. You're going to get a black hand in the mail. That's, that's a different story. The fucking so, mafia is going to come after you. So regardless, y'all are going to be there. Yeah, right. I'm going to be fucked up. And honestly. Nah, see, I have a whole entire list on uh, like the not the wedding planning app. Like I have the app. I've got the whole list already laid out. Like it changes Every but, once in a while. But honestly, <laughs> going back to it, at, at that point, it's not the, the wedding party that matters. Like, the fact that you're there and and we all get fucked up and just hop on the dance floor and get fucked right? up together and just are vibing. You think I give a shit, you think I give a shit about standing Who out of cares? one? You think I care about standing one of the four men that are standing next to you when ninety oh, percent of the fucking party we, doesn't know who I am? Right. We, we got a real issue with being able to cut people out, so it's like I know, fucking right? thirteen. All right, well, give me that spot because I'm kind of hurt. I got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's really funny is he wanted so badly to have my dad. As one of his groomsmen. Come on, man. What's bad about that? Well, the reason that he was like, nah, because that's offensive to his dad, which I completely yeah. understand. I, I wouldn't have my dad as part of my... Right. My, but like my I just... And I think it's really funny how full circle it's come, too, because when we were when we started dating, you hated, hated my dad. I hated him. I hated, hated him because of the way he treated exactly. you. Exactly. And now my dad and I and... I mean, I know this you're, was you're, a topic a while you're, ago. Your dad FaceTimes you so many times, <laughs> and he's and you answer, and you're like, "Oh hi." He's like, "I'm not calling I'm for you. I'm calling for Ryan. I'm calling to talk to Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Oh hey, what's up?" But <laughs> like, just to encourage whoever is listening, like I've said, I literally did not have a relationship with my dad. I thought, like my senior year of high school, I genuinely thought that I would never speak to him again. And now he is my best friend. I call him about 
everything. Yep. Everything that goes wrong, everything that goes right, anything that I just want to talk about, he, I call my and, dad. And he's there to help. He's there to talk exactly. to. He's there to support. Yeah. Whatever it is. He is like, a completely different there. person now. Yeah. And it's just been like well, the most and, incredible And it's not even journey. that he's a different person. It's just he has a different mentality yeah, on just, how yeah. he thinks about you and how he thinks about mm-hmm. his relationship with you. And I think the Parkinson's was kind of a, a wake-up call after Cecile came into the picture, but it was a wake-up call in the sense that it was like, okay, my time is limited. I am not going to have the opportunity to make these relationships and these connections forever, so I'm going to do it now. Yep. And that was how it was. But yeah, um, I feel like I didn't even finish the story about him <laughs> buying the boat. But yeah, so he lost all of his bullshit like activities and all of that stuff, so his goal after retiring and losing his job and whatever was to buy a sailboat and or just a boat in general and live the rest of his life on it and that's been a dream for several years now and he's been looking and he's found several boats here and there and so literally in april or maybe march i can't remember but he took the money out of his 401k out of all the uh, like investments that he had made and he purchased the 75 foot sailboat and it's in italy i was say in italy in italy and so like this summer um he's gonna fly over there and get the boat ready who else and then i'm gonna fly over there about a week and a half after him and we're gonna take the boat from italy in the mediterranean around uh up into greece in the mediterranean and then Take it from Greece to Spain in the Canary Islands, and then I will leave from the Canary Islands, and he has a bunch of uh, friends that are going to come out and crew the sailboat uh, from the Canary Islands to St. Lucia all can the be, way on the other side mate? of the coast. I think the boat is full. <laughs> Damn. But there Kinda is like also... like the wedding party. There is also a constant open offer from him to literally anybody to whenever you fly, if you fly to St. Lucia or the Bahamas or wherever, if the boat is there, he's like, I'll take you wherever you want to go. I'm down. You're right. So I'm very tempted and I've been considering um, doing the two week. It's about 16 days from the Canary Islands to St. Lucia. And... um, there's actually they do these like semi-annual fleets of boats who are flying or who are sailing across the ocean to wherever and so you all are on in like a fleet together and you're essentially tandem but there are times where you don't see any boats around you but you're still in radio communication and whatever so that's what he's doing when he sails from the canary islands to saint lucia and I'm very tempted because it's only a 16-day trip. And uh, on a boat, your visibility for land is only about 45 miles. So uh, as soon as you get that far I'll out... I'll really jump in here. I have no friends in Colorado. Shanna's not allowed to do this. <laughs> I, I can't go that long without seeing people. <laughs> I think you'll I'll survive freak, without I'll me that freak long. I'll be all right. You'll find people. It'll be fine. But... Yeah, so you have, like, this fleet that you're still in communication with as you sail across the ocean, but, like, there are still times where you don't see anybody around you. 
And they literally, I think my dad looked up the like visibility that you have from the boat and it's about 45 miles. So once that land is completely out of sight and the boats are completely out of sight, you literally are just like alone in the ocean, surrounded by nothingness. And I think, I mean, I know a lot of people that would scare, but I think that sounds like the coolest fucking experience ever to just like watch the land fade out of your vision. No. (laughs) To see nothing around you. I think that's so cool. No. Ryan's not about it. Ryan's Hard like, no from me. Ryan, I don't do open water. He doesn't do water, open water. I'm all about it. I grew up. All, on a boat in general, going like deep sea fishing, all about it. <laughs> Sailing across the Atlantic. I think that sounds awesome. Absolutely not. But I also, I was five years old when I was taught how to sail a boat and ha- taught how to both flip a boat, a sailboat over to crash it and then get it back because that was something that to get your license, your sailing license, you need to know how to do. And so my dad, my dad would take me out I would die. and would purposefully <laughs> flip the sailboat over and make me as a five, six, seven, eight year old kid. I would drown. Flip it completely back over. What do you mean flip over? Like, like that the top where you stand is now underwater. Mm hmm. I would like drown. Pirates of the Caribbean shit where Jack drown. Sparrow was like, oh, look. And then they're no, running no. from side to side. Yeah. I would drown the boat and die down. right there on the spot. No, I know Wait, how to. Do you like flip, flip with it? Over. No, no, no. You stay on the bottom. Okay, I mean, have Ryan. <laughs> no, no, no. So like my dad's done it with me where it's like uh, he like to learn it first. I would jump out of the boat and just float while he flipped it upside down and then made me flip it back but then when i got used to that i started learning how to be in the boat and it's like it's literally training for you know bad weather or bad waves a crazy wind whatever because a lot of times a crazy wave and i mean these were smaller boats than like the one that he owns now but if a crazy wave overtakes you and flips the boat you have to know how to get it back. Otherwise, no. you're just stuck in the no. middle of the, all lake I know, the ocean or whatever. All I know is a true captain... Panic? ...goes down with the <laughs> ship. No, but so he would... Like, when I was younger, he would make me get out first, and then he would flip it and make me do, do, do it back. But as I got older, it was, you're sitting in the boat, you're steering the boat, you're controlling the sails, crazy wind comes, flips your boat, you're in the boat, you're stuck in the sail... How do you get out of that? And then how do you flip the boat back? And I was trained in all of that. And like a lot of places, if you get your sailing license, they'll make you do that. Um, But he just knew that training in general from his life. So he's been, he started racing boats um, when he was in his teens and 20s and uh, crewing the big sailboats and whatever. But so I've learned, I learned very early in my life how to crew one of the big sailboats, how to control one of the big sailboats, how to steer it, all of that kind of stuff. And nope. that's what he's living on now. It's, it was a, I don't even know, like a $500,000 boat. And you just accept your fate and die. No. <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> you just accept your fate and it's you actually die at not, sea. It's not very hard uh-huh. to flip it back over. I accept my fate and I die right. at sea. Well, you do you. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> it's all but, good, baby. 
Well, I tell you what, I definitely want to touch on this topic because it's one of the main reasons we wanted to get you guys on. So I heard you own your own business. Yeah, a little C, baby. A little hair flip over here. But yeah, no, I so I own my, my own business. It's like a full, I paid for the registration as an LLC and all of that. Um, but yeah, so I mean... I've gone through probably 15 different career paths over the last 10 years, trying to figure out what I like, what I'm passionate about, and what I can make money doing. Um, I went from majoring in photography to uh, psychology to event planning and all of that. We, we did the psychology together. Yeah. But so when we moved out to Colorado, my career path that I was on and that I was hoping for was an event planner. And um, I mean, I still I'm still obsessed with that kind of stuff. But so we got out there. I took a job um, that I was offered and I was just I took it because I was happy that someone offered me a job. And I got through about a week of training and hated it. I was miserable. None of my skills were being used. All of that. So I quit. And it took me a while. It was after you got your IT job. Um, and I was just searching online for jobs and found this uh, listing for a virtual assistant for the, um, a podcast. And I looked at it and I was like, these are all of the things that I love doing. This is everything that I'm obsessed with and everything that I do really well in. So I applied, got it, and then soon realized that it was a full industry. And so I started getting more clients, doing virtual assistants and whatever. So then I started my business after that. And that was in December and started my business. And then about a month later, I got... Well, (laughs) what is your business though? Virtual assistant. Well, so because even even being in the same household as you, I know living with you, knowing what I do, dating yeah. you, knowing what you do. What exactly do you do? Right. So for virtual assistants, I kind of describe it as like being an executive assistant for somebody, but virtually. And um, there's this thing in the industry called niching down and. To be successful in the industry, you have to kind of niche down. And so, like, for example, my niche and the like the people that I want to work with are people who are female small business owners who are in the like wellness and spirituality realm or whatever. And I discovered that because of this first client, Francesca, who I still work for, and she runs a podcast called The Good Space, and it's all about mindfulness and meditation and making that attainable to people who don't really understand it but so like what I do for her is I completely handle her schedule I handle her calendar her email management her um I do all of her social media do I have a shot right now yeah you do it's you right there not in that no oh, the there other it one is. tea time guys I do not <laughs> Wait, do I actually? Yeah. I, <laughs> I forgot to record that. For I didn't even watch it. Continue pour it. talking. Cheers, friends. Cheers. Cheers. Shots. We're taking shots. Give us a second. 
This slowly turned into Lena and Andrew's podcast because Jake and Alex walked away. It's all good, baby. I know how to run this shit myself. Right? My fucking podcast. (laughs) Hell yeah. But yeah, so that's a lot of what I do for her. And again, like as a VA, you can niche down. And after working for her for a while, I realized what specifically as a VA I wanted to do. Because a lot of people will offer like all admin tasks so they will control your schedule your emails all of that kind of stuff but like for me what got me super passionate about the job was the social media aspect of it and creating content for your social media and creating your blog and um you know creating little audio previews of her podcast and stuff like that so after i had started doing that for a while realized what I was actually passionate about, realized who I wanted to work for specifically. I started getting all of these people coming in from both Instagram and the app Clubhouse. And they just randomly found me and they were like, okay, she serves, again, female small business owners in the wellness and spirituality realm. So people would come to me and ask me to work for them. And so I did... I create social uh, social media content. I create Pinterest content, Instagram content, uh, like Instagram stories, stuff like that. And then also like in email marketing, I do all of those types of things. I write the blogs, I all of that kind of stuff. And again, it can vary from VA to VA, but in terms of what they do and who they serve and all of that stuff. But so I got, uh, the term is booked out um as a VA and basically that means that I reached my you know max amount of clients that I could work for in a given week um for however many hours and you set your rates and rates for VAs people this blows their mind but I started um my starting rates are $35 an hour Jesus Christ man so it's, it's, and especially with COVID, like in a lot of businesses moving to online and whatever, and people starting their businesses because of COVID, like VAs have definitely, that's, that industry has blown up a lot. Um, so it's, 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 so turn your volume <laughs> off, you so, fucking, oh, simmer down. you amateur. <laughs> but so like, um, I did that for a while and then I met, <laughs> My current business partner, Jessie, um, and she had just transitioned a little bit from, um, we call ourselves like online service, pro- service providers, OSPs. And so she had transitioned from being specifically an OSP to... Now, is that a legal... Um, term? A legal term? Everyone, yes. Jake has yeah. entered the chat. <laughs> Guys, Jake is <laughs> also <laughs> astronomically uh, <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Jake has returned after his fucking three-year absence from the podcast. Alex He's and bad. I were having a deep talk about podcast business. It's Why did you have this all deep good, talk man. on the podcast? Don't huh? take away from the conversation. Huh? Because, it's all good. man, you know, this is the infrastructure but of yeah, the podcast. So this is something that's barely going to be shared with Jake, Andrew. Jake, I'll kiss you. I'll, I'll kiss you too, bro. Don't threaten me. I will kiss you on the fucking lips right now. I dare you. I'll, I'll kiss you harder. Hey, yeah. Ryan. Yeah. What? 
Shut the fuck oh, up. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I bet that's what Shannon wants. She <laughs> knows I'm about to kiss her boyfriend. I'm having a conversation with <laughs> the man in the relationship. No, Shannon, okay? Shannon is used to sharing her boyfriend with about 17 other men. So hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of them. That's, I'm a, a, that's a heavy number to live Andrew up to. I'm a giver. But unfortunately, apparently, I'm not one of the most important enough to be in the wedding party. I'm a giver. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Don't take it was away. a joke. It no, was a joke. Don't take away <laughs> from me and the fact that I fought for you. I said, I "Oh, so you admit no, I'm no I longer in you. the wedding party?" No, you're in my wedding party. I my said, ass. You think I'm gonna wear a dress? Because you'd be goddamn right. You don't need I'll to wear fucking a dress. wear a dress. It just needs to be the same color. Your suit will no, be the it, color of the dresses. Facts. I'll wear a suit to show Andrew up. Last business meeting, I wore a suit. So yeah, I'm gonna come to him. Oh, Andrew goes. Nah. Andrew goes. He's so drunk. I get a, I I get a mail drunk, on the letter that goes. Andrew wants me to be his best man. <laughs> nah, Lena, I already got the dress. I show up to the wedding yeah, in the Philippines and Lena's in a fucking suit. Lena's in a bow tie. So is Andrew. Yeah, Let the record show. I don't know what's happening anymore. PSA. Andrew and Lena are going to be in my bridal party. Fuck yes, right. So guys, to make you... I didn't want to <laughs> say this at like the very start of the podcast because I knew it would make you uncomfortable and I thought it would be fun at the start, but it would be a lot more fun now that we the audience has gotten to know you. Um, so what's the plans, Ryan? How, why haven't what's you engaged? Oh, Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, everyone, everyone, nobody spot. respond. Nobody respond. Can we, let's finish this, then let's go to oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Continue oh, what okay. you were talking right. about. Give him okay. two more minutes to think about his answer. <laughs> yeah, <all right>. <laughs> Let Ryan at least have some time to figure out a way to respond without getting himself in trouble. Now, he, Shannon, continue. He already sleeps on the couch. Where else can I send him? Um, oh, my Shannon, God. I'll tell you, by his Back discomfort alone, I can tell you this man's ready to fucking marry you. Just That's, like, We've already picked out, out a ring. Out. The we have picked out a ring. The couch is my choice because I fall asleep watching yes, YouTube he does. every single night. Every night. <laughs> what do you watch? Team? Do you watch we, Skinwalker stories? Do you watch, like, no, treasure it. stories? Gaming. It, it's a lot of gaming. Gaming, so. gaming, gaming, gaming. Who's your favorite gaming. gamer? Uh, Tim the Tatman. Moist Critical? I, like PewDiePie? I do like watching Tim the Tatman. Tim the Tatman? Oh, that's respect. I don't have a favorite that's gamer. It's more of a content creator at that point. And Tim Tim is a, he's a good fucking person to watch. He doesn't take it too seriously. He's there to have fun, have a good time, hang out with his chat. So that's I fair. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm more of a Moist yeah. Critical guy, no. but I, I'll give you respect. This man's got his whole face <laughs> in the fucking... In the, what are they called? What, what are these things called? My uh, screens. Gamers the, on YouTube. No, 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 no. These. <laughs> the screens. What are they called? They're called pop mics. Boom. Pop, pop. No, this is this the, little they're called condenser mics. So the the microphone that you're the microphone filter. That's yes. Yes. the microphone that you're speaking into right now actually has a mag electromagnetic field inside of it. That sure. No, Jake. Nobody cares. You already <laughs> fucking discussed that. Can we go back to Shannon's? You already discussed it. Shannon, continue <laughs> okay. before he goes up again. All right. So yeah. So my business. Um. <laughs> it's not funny. This is our business, right? <laughs> So I Every it. time we argue. Right, I hope you don't mind me taking another shot just to drown my fucking Go for misery. It. Good. <laughs> Shannon, continue not, talking. Girl. So, like, I got into the business, I got booked out, and it was literally just people coming to me saying, hey, like, this is my company, can you help me out in whatever. Sorry, what business is that? So I'm, I, I'm, it's called a virtual assistant. Um, and basically, I describe it as an executive assistant. 
virtually. So I do... Is um, that through marketing? Yeah, so VA, like a VA, a virtual assistant, is a very, very, very broad term. Um, I call... So what we call it in the industry is niching down. Um, so, for instance, my niche as a VA for clients is I only work for female small business owners who are in the wellness, spirituality, mental, mental health, any of those types of um, industries. But I know All a right, lot of so people who do like, they're a virtual assist- assistant specifically for wedding photographers or... So um, you obviously have a very specific demographic. Yeah. So I'm going to be asking like a Go lot of questions outside of your demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's not something that you need to answer like, oh, I know that is a fact. Right. Um, I, I'd appreciate your assumption. No. So now I'll go into a little what I'm doing now because I actually, um, over the last probably six weeks, um, I have a uh, business partner now named Jessie and we do um, our podcast together and everything like that. And she is just like my soul sister and all of that. But so she and I transitioned from doing specific virtual assistants to being coaches. So now all we do is coach the new virtual assistants, online service providers, how to be successful in what they're doing. And so it's a mentorship. Exactly. Yeah. And and so, so it's like, you know, we we teach the you know, failures that we've had and then the successes that we've had as VAs and as um, people who have worked with clients. And so I when I was transitioning from providing the services to coaching, I had to drop a lot of clients because I was booked out. I had six different clients at the time and I basically leveled them out. And I was like, okay, my passion level for the coaching, um, this is my level. And if I don't have, if there's a client that does not equal to that level of passion, then I'm not going to keep them. And so so I dropped all but, all but two clients. So your passion, um, is equitable to mm-hmm. not only the drive that your p- client is putting in, but the right. environment that they're putting exactly. you into. Yes, exactly. And it's like like the coaching clients that we get, it, it doesn't matter what you know, niche they're in. They can provide for wedding service people or they can provide for IT people or whatever. But as long as they have that level level of passion and level of drive, that's what I look for in a coaching client. And I know I talked about it earlier about how like uh, getting scared and getting uncomfortable is like my drug of choice now. I pass that's my biggest thing to pass on to the coaching clients is um, before they even start working with working with us, they go through this uh, week long challenge called the Getting Comfortable with Being Uncomfortable Challenge, and it is it is literally about being okay with being scared, being okay with getting out of your comfort zone to 
show your face on social media or reach out to a poten- potential client or anything like that. So, so you're more about empowerment. You, your, your final, exactly. Yeah. Your final message is about empowering yes. oneself. Mm-hmm. How can you push yourself further than what exactly. you already are? As opposed to somebody who's putting themselves into mm-hmm. um, maybe an extrinsic or right. an outside force that is pushing themselves down a path that they're not truly passionate right. about. Right, exactly. And it like, I mean, again, I happened upon this job, this industry, literally just by searching online. But like, we have clients who... I mean, passion and mindset are, like, our biggest things, and that's, like, what we start with. That's, like, the foundation Can of I everything. Can I ask what that, that's through? What, yes. Organization-wise. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, our coaching program, um, first of all, the coaching program that we that Jesse and I, my business partner, uh, and I offer is... As, as in, like, mentorship? Yeah, so there are, and like when I first started in in this business, I was like, okay, I need a coach. I need someone who's going to help me be successful and be in this mindset and whatever. And a lot of us as online service providers, whatever industry that we're in, we walk into it a lot of times thinking um, and settled in the employee mindset where it's like you've worked in a job where you have a boss, you have you know, supervisors or whatever, but as a VA, as an OSP, whatever you are, you have to get used to the fact that you're a CEO. I own my own business. My business is called the Virtual Assistant Approach, like, and that is a company that's an LLC, and I am the CEO of that, and as an online service provider, I give services, I am not an employee. So that's like the biggest thing that we teach. And then within the program, it's a lot of it is mindset and getting out of that employee mindset and getting into the CEO mindset because you are, you know, the CEO of your business. Um, And then a lot of it is just setting yourself up, whether it be with systems or automations or even just mindset changes in your life to be successful. And it's like... I've always had that super insecure, limiting mindset of, you know, everybody else is above me, all of this kind of stuff. And so we get our clients and whatnot out of that kind of mindset. But then also setting yourself up for success with, like, the programs that you need to know as a VA. Um, There are things like uh, Asana and Trello out there that are uh, project management-specific software. And... Basically, every, you know, small business online uses something like that. Um, So learning those things and and going through that kind of stuff is a lot of what we go through and a lot of what we talk about and teach about. But our biggest thing, we are self-proclaimed. We call ourselves uh, woo-woo as fuck. Because we're like, we're like all about like mindset and, you know, manifestation and all of that bullshit. Yeah. Like all of that shit and stuff. And so so, I'm just geeking out at fucking Ryan. Ryan's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, so that's like the coaching part of it. And it, a lot of it is like, and when I first started, I had a coach too. And a lot of people will spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a coaching program mm-hmm. because, and you see that back within a month, but it's like you ha- still have to spend that $4,000 to get the coach and go through that program mm-hmm. or whatever. So now curious, curious yeah. enough that you say that, um, if you don't know anything about it, just say, mm-hmm. hey, I don't know anything about it. Um, if you do, how would you react to a company, maybe like Amway, for example? Mm-hmm. Um, something like that that touches on its, um, I guess you could say, entrepreneurs for mm-hmm. advice. How would you react to a company like that that markets in that way? Um, how would you? How, what what advice would you give to anyone advising underneath of them? So, a lot of that again goes into that um, shifting from that employee mindset to the CEO mindset. Um, so you would say a uh, a regular business to an Amway mindset would be a, a a regular to a CEO mindset. Right. And it's like as, you know, freelancers or whatever you consider yourself, you still own your business. Brilliant. You are you are providing that service for someone. And that is I mean, it took me forever to get outside of that employee mindset of because you're you're providing that service for someone and because you're technically working for someone it can get mixed up and confusing and whatever but if you i mean i'm a freelancer i provide services so i own my own business i am the ceo of my business i am the owner of my business and so i think it just comes down now, to that, if that you, confidence if you don't mind me asking yeah, or do you have that set up as an LLC, an IBO, an LLC. Mm -hmm. So as yourself, as an independent business. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yeah, so I use a a service called um, Inkfile. That's what my dad's always used to set up his businesses and stuff like that, and they do everything for you. Um, Pro tip, don't ever pay anybody to get you an uh, EIN because you can get that through the IRS for free. But pay but, people who know what the fuck they're doing. But yeah. <laughs> but what is your LLC? What is what is your brand? Yeah, plug yourself, please, by all means. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual. No, I mean, yeah. So my my company is called the Virtual Assistant Approach LLC, and that is my you know legal business. That's what I am the CEO of, and what I've registered registered as. And then through that, um, I connected with my business partner Jesse now who she was also a virtual assistant she also was a um uh something a little bit more involved uh is called an online business manager an OBM now is this Um, a program you're doing or is this something that you've set up the infrastructure yourself so yeah so she and I came together and we were like I had started this coaching program where it was like all just pre-filmed videos to train new VAs. And she had started this coaching program that was coaching calls, like live coaching calls. So you actually started up on training videos. Yes. 
So then we we had connected through the app Clubhouse, and she just randomly walked into my, one of my rooms and connected with me. And I held a, a workshop, um, like a training workshop in February for uh, VAs and online service providers and whatever. And she taught at it uh, for me, and she and I... So you were a mentor for her. Yes. Well, uh, kind of. Yeah, and so she taught at this workshop with me, and we both knew that we had these programs that were about to come out, and we just kind of, like, DM'd each other, and we were like, okay, everything that's missing from, you know, my program is what you have in your program, and vice versa. That's how Andrew and I live. Yeah, right? And so we started working together, and we were like, we have to offer these as one program, not two separate things so we started working together and it just took off from there and we created a full you know coaching program and um there's nothing out there for osps that is a monthly program that is a live coaching program um especially at the like price point that we added it to i paid um over four thousand dollars for a coach just to teach me what i knew and so we charge like a monthly fee and it's just a monthly membership program and you have coaching calls and you have training videos and all of this stuff. So we started offering that together and um, that was one of those things where it was like the universe is just fucking aligned. Like this is what we're supposed to be doing. Um, and we just knew that kind of immediately after starting to talk and not only that, but like our stories personally in life we're very very similar and we connected a lot on that as well um so we started this monthly coaching program and we do um live group coaching every month and then we also have um like videos training videos that we film every month and release and all of that stuff just to teach you what we did to be successful as VAs and um we created our own like signature method called the uh, dream client attraction method. And you can go through um, the BES system through that, which is the build established scale. And you, so you, you know, build your business foundation with the things that you need. And then you establish your authority as a business. And then you start to scale your business as well, because as uh, VAs and OSPs and whatever, you can only, take on so many clients and you can and then you reach a maximum uh amount of income with those clients so you have to start offering uh like cash injections and passive income and stuff like that through whatever it is that you want to offer and so we start teaching that as well to scale your income and start scaling to i mean we have people and we have clients actually coaching clients who have scaled past 10k months so it's just all about creating that income as well so yeah that's my business is (laughs) what's up yeah it's a lot i mean so i'll tell you what shannon what obviously people who are listening to us right now um, this is my assumption. Anyone that's mm-hmm. made it to this fucking point is obviously on their way to work, um, on their way to, to making a living, on their way to making a job, on their way to building themselves. Mm-hmm. 
What advice can you give to somebody who's pushing through all of this bullshit that's being pushed towards them? How can they how can they build themselves? How can they distinguish themselves from the norm? Right. Um, what can they do as how can they be a leader mm-hmm. in, in times like this? Um, yeah, so my biggest thing is and I Number one in this business had to teach myself this and now I teach all of my, you know, coaching clients this as well is um, this whole, you know, get comfortable, comfortable being uncomfortable kind of thing. That theory of um, getting out of your comfort zone and getting scared. Um, And I know I talked about this earlier about how like that's my drug of choice now. I'm scared every time we post a podcast like shit. Get fucking scared. (laughs) And it's like... I've told so many of my coaching clients, it's like, get scared and do it anyway. And, you know, you can make your first Instagram post or whatever the hell it is that's holding you back. And yeah, it's fucking terrifying. But as soon as you do it, that rush and that, okay, you know, the world didn't end. My business didn't crash and crumble after this. That feeling is absolutely worth it every single terrifying step that you take and so would you say you're more so an advocate yeah um, absolutely and a stand for free speech for the first amendment as it as it lays um in the idea that you are saying what you believe in not all as an all-encompassing statement but the freedom that you believe in you you are stating that yep you are fighting for that nothing else yeah, and it's, it's, it's especially in like the online service provider world environment or whatever. It's really, really hard. And something that we talk about a lot is um, Jesse and I call it comparisonitis. Um, and then imposter syndrome is something that comes up as well it is, you know, you have these skills and you, you know, have these accomplishments that come in your business but a lot of times you feel unworthy or like it was just luck that brought you to where you were and that's how I felt when I got booked out with clients it was like oh well they just found me by found me by chance and that was it and so you think that you're not actually you shouldn't be as successful as you are at the moment um and that's something that we try to help our clients get over as well is like you are exactly where you're supposed to be in this moment. You have all of the skills that you need to have in this moment and like where where your passions lie, where your interests lie, that's just what you have to let take you. And that's what I, you know, I trusted that and I learned to trust where my passions were and where I was just naturally going down that path and that was how I got here. So yeah, it's a, it's a, that is a big thing that we teach in the program is just kind of letting go of that fear and, and just pushing through it and continue, continuing on your in your business. So, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Who the hell? Seriously, like if you had told me a year ago, like before we moved, that I would have started my own business and that I would be like, the owner of a fairly successful business, I would have been like, you're fucking insane. 
Like, uh, it's absolutely the same thing. not. It's the same thing with us, man. You think right. you think a year ago I thought I was going to be doing a fucking podcast? Right. No, man. It was... The, actually, I haven't talked to you guys. We've talked about it before, but um, I haven't talked to you guys about how we started. Do you you want to know how this started? Um, it was New Year's. We were at Alex's house. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Alex took me to the side and here, give that to him. That's his. My bad. I've had it for a while. Um, Alex brought me to the side. He goes, "Hey man, you want to be on our? You want to be on our podcast? <laughs> you want to be on my podcast when I start?" I'm like, "Sure, man." We were in drunk talk. We were talking about it, and then it must have been not even three weeks later. Jake called me. Um, he goes, "Dude," because Jake has spurred the moment ideas. Yeah. He goes, "Let's start a podcast." I'm like, "Hold on." I put Alex into the call. And then we started talking about it. We're like, fuck it, bro. Let's do it. Um, so then we started it up. We started on one of those foldable tables where you can fold it in half. Uh, we had two mics started on that shit. And our first recording was ass. That's when we started it. And then eventually, as you can see, we progressed. It was just it was one of those things we were constantly building on. We started with two mics and we... The way we recorded was we had to be in the splash area. If you listen to our first four episodes, first four, five, six episodes, um, you might be able to catch the difference in audio. Um, it was it was imagine a circle. Yep. The circle was there. We had to be in the circle, and that's how we recorded. And then eventually we invested into a better interface. So now we have four individual mics because this is the first time we've had two guests at once, not counting Lena. So the, the guest gets their own mic, and as you can tell, to everyone who's been here, I I'm self conscious, and I, I'm like, yeah, man, um, we're in we're in my boy's basement, but we got a pretty good setup. It's it's cool, and everybody gets here like, oh, my, bro, this is great. This is professional. This is cool. I like that it's in the basement because it gives a certain vibe. Um, and that's like, as we're going, we're still progressing. As to how we came to the name, we struggled over a name for like two weeks straight until one time I said something or Jake said something to me and I got offended by it. And he goes, bro, you can't take a joke. And I, and I fucking slapped the it just table. Clicked. I slapped the table and I was like, wait, all of us looked at each other. We're like, that's it. There wait. It <laughs> right. And then I looked it up in that my, moment. This is this is the last fucking drink I'm having on that. Do you mind if I take a single more shot of your Tito's? 100%, dude. Fucking, dude, I appreciate you yeah. so much. Thank but yeah, you. I, we all looked, and I because we were struggling over a name for weeks. Oh, wait, I already have a shot. I don't need one. Everything <laughs> we everything I looked up, people already had. It, it went it went from the boys to the basement podcast to the bad oh, apples, stupid found, fucking names. You found, you found the basement yard? No, I never found that. But oh. we we contemplated over the basement. And then eventually, he all he said was, "Andrew, you can't, can't take a joke." And I was like, "Oh my god, can't take a joke, dude!" Yeah. Andrew it, used to a- have the basement. He used to have the Eric Foreman basement. I mean, like him and his Ooh. fucking uh, like like fucking even before what's her fucking name, fucking we would just be coming in through the back window whenever. Like, we would just fucking show up. Andrew wouldn't even know. And I would just show up because my Xbox was broken. I was like, yo, Andrew, like, I'm, I wouldn't even tell him I'm coming over. I would just show, just show up, up and just, just to come play COD. And, like, him and whatever, like, f- Jesus Christ, dude, my memory's fucking leaving me here. I feel it. Whatever, whatever the fuck her name was, dude, fucking Andrew and her would just be there. And I would just be, like, playing for honor. 
I'd just be fucking fucking people up with Gladiator. And I'm like, let's go. Okay, that, and dude, it's just has... it, it is it is the seamless, like lawless basement that makes the group. Um there's too many rules for this basement here, but <laughs> one day, man, we'll get that Eric Foreman basement back. Anyways, it doesn't really have anything to do with what I was talking about, but yeah, that's how we came to be. <laughs> and then yeah, we just started we just started recording. As you can see, we've progressed. We built this table ourselves. Yep. Um we thought it was shit, but the people have been coming in like, yo, this is dope. Dude, without Andrew, we wouldn't be shit. I literally, I have I have a, a slew of incredible ideas, but I certainly don't have the drive to push behind them. So one day I literally call Andrew on my way back from the studio. I'm like, dude, I know enough about this audio shit to actually do something with it. I'm like, Andrew, let's start a podcast. He goes, fuck. All right, <laughs> like let me let me call my boy Alex. He's been talking about doing this for like a that, year that's, now. That's a pretty good Andrew impression. I was like, oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> all right, <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, then shit. He Andrew gives Alex a call. He goes, Yo, Alex, all right, um, you you all start a podcast. Alex is like, shit. All right, so now the fucking three of us are in tandem running this shit. And now yeah, here we, we are got today. You on, I mean, and now it's beautiful, man. And I when got, you, I got you, one more that, shot in a solo cup that I'm waiting for somebody else to but, take. But with that's me. all it takes sometimes. Just like yeah, yeah, yeah. three people that have good personalities that can get on the mic and and just talk about shit and have a good time doing it. Exactly. And, but but about a lot of people don't see is something like I don't express it often, but people see what we put out, the pictures on my story. They don't. They never saw the arguing we went through, the differences behind the scenes, behind the, scenes the differences in opinions, yep. what it took to build this fucking table. To anyone listening, if you haven't realized, if you're just now chiming in, we're sitting here talking over a custom built table. We built it ourselves. I designed it. Then we, then we fucking. I, I can confirm as a guest on the show, yeah. this is a custom built table. Let me, let me, but let me ask There's you. There's a gap in one of the legs here that's kind of bothering the shit out of me. And I really want to just like be like, hey, yo, take some wood filler and fill that shit in the paint. So you know what? It's all fine. It looks Dude, good. That's the whole point. Nothing's perfect. But let hey. me ask you, when when we asked you guys to come on, did you expect this setup or did you expect some stupid shit? Uh, I'll be real. When we met you at your house, I didn't even know where this, this podcast no, 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 was going to No, I don't care about place. the location. I'm talking about I, the actual recording no, no. area. So I didn't know where this was going to take place. I knew you guys, you had, you had talked to us like because we hang out and everything like that. Like we talk. You had said you built a custom table. I did not expect it to be this. Like, y'all got everything built into this. It's Dude, well, you need, there's bottle openers oh, on the bottom. All, on I the stilts. Right we just opener. haven't had bottles. Bottles of beer yet. Like, this is, it's it's a cool-ass <laughs> custom-built table that you guys put together. I kept, I kept the story going on you, my Snapchat story. You got, you got the yep. hole in the middle for all the mics to clamp onto, so they're not, like, in the way or anything like that. Like, this is... It's a well put together thing that you clearly thought out. Once again, I just wish there was wood filler in this little gap over here because it's kind of bothering the shit out of me. But you know, hey, everything's get fine. Get over. Hey, 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 hey. We'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, baby. But no, y'all are clearly putting work into this, and right. it's it, it's cool yeah. to see. I mean, I, I'm not acting like we're fucking famous or anything, but. 
I, uh, one thing I do hold over other people is at least we we had the drive to actually do it. 100%. We got a lot of shit when we first brought this idea up. Like, oh, you're, this is stupid. But Sh- whatever. Shannon said to me the other day, uh, well, I said the other day, probably about a week or two ago, but she was like, you don't have a single entrepreneurial bone in your body, do you? I was like, I really don't. Like, I'm good to work my corporate job and do that. And I respect the hell out of people that have that drive to do something more than that and do their own thing. And, yeah, or no, I don't. I don't. And y'all are living it. that yeah, right now. No, not even, bro. We don't do this for money. No, no, we do but, this as a hobby. But and and I'm not even talking about monetary, but like I I don't have the drive to make something right. of my own and do that. I I have the drive to. This is my role. I'm going to fill that. I I have the drive to do that. Mm. And there are other people that are out there like. Well, this needs to be done. Let me do that. And like, when it comes to eventually when I when I own my own property, when I have my own space, I'm not renting an apartment like I am right now. But like, I eventually want to do like my own thing. If I want my kitchen remodeled, I want to be able to do that for myself. I don't want to have to hire someone to do that. But at the same time, it's like, as of right now, not not having to do something like that. I don't have the drive mm. to just like do that for myself. You think you think when I met when I met you guys, I thought this would happen. Absolutely. My my mind states change. But, yeah. but that's not I can even I can even admit that when you, you looked at me, you probably saw nothing. You no, probably like absolutely. not nothing, but like this guy this guy what, what's he doing? Cuz I thought the same thing. And but then, it's it's never a, a a matter of you look at someone and you see that drive within them. It's it's whether it develops over time. And it's a, it's a constant change in mindset. It, it's the same thing that's happened with Shannon with her business. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure this was not her plan Mm-mm. even eight not months ago before yeah. we moved yeah. out of Colorado. It's the like, same thing. Like, like we we this started out as a hobby. It still is a hobby, but now right. we're developing we're developing followers and we're bringing on like like we're giving exposure yep. to yeah. to business owners and guests that come on. It's right. something that develops yeah, over exactly. time. And the fact that you're willing to adapt to that, develop with that, and and see that as a, a potential for yourself. Yeah. I've had and peop- to do something with yourself is, is impressive in and of its own right. I've had people hit me up on Instagram that like I don't I don't fuck with them. And <laughs> they, they they hey, I saw you that's that's really cool. Right? That type yeah. of shit where they see you're going somewhere. Yep. And not to say that I'm going somewhere. Uh, fuck now, now I sound narcissistic, <laughs> but it's like I don't like them, <laughs> and they're coming to me being like, "Hey, sorry, that's pretty cool, man." Because right. they 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 want to, I guess you could say, like, like good yeah, step is. in yeah. my like what? No, yeah, it is pretty cool. Yeah, fuck like, you. We do this as a hobby. We don't we don't care about anything else. Like we do yep. this just to chillax. We like we like talk. We've met people that yeah, well, we I'm, never would have met if it wasn't because of this. Because now we have a platform talk. to talk to. You hang on talk, even if it even if it isn't like a. Hey, this is our script kind of thing. We're just gonna sit down and talk around the table. Right. No, we don't do That's, scripts. Exactly. We tried that's, that the first time. Never, it didn't work. We fucking that, deleted but, the audio. But that's that's cool as shit to just like sit down and talk around the table and then put that out there for other people to hear. Yeah. Because it's it may be conversations that other people wouldn't have on their own. Yeah. It may be things that people haven't think about, haven't like had, had the thought process to go through on their own. And it's is one of those things where it's like. Damn, I never, I never thought about it that way, or I never even thought about this conversation as a, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like I, I never thought about to, to process this in my own brain. Mm-hmm. 
It's just I see it elsewhere, and I I just listen to those things. Yeah, I mean, and it's like you have conversations where it's like maybe I should think about this a little harder, even if it's even if it's you guys like dicking around having a having a general conversation. Like it, it puts things out there for people to to actually question, think about, and and listen to you guys and have your yeah. own valid points on things. Part of part of the. Um inspiration behind can't take a joke as the name is uh, we're ignorant sometimes we say some things we shouldn't sometimes but, so all the time <laughs> like he drops jake drops the r word a little bit fucking retard like that shit i'm i have my own opinions about it i'm not i'm not gonna say it if i if i can fuck you dude my cousin's retarded and i'm retarded too so i can say whatever i want i'm i'm medically allowed to say that fucking i'm, I'm medically allowed to say it <laughs> But see what I mean is <laughs> I don't condone that, but we're not afraid to right. say to what we want to say. We're not yeah. afraid to talk about the things and that people are afraid to talk right. about. And you shouldn't be because in going back to what Jake was talking to Shannon about a while ago, like your First Amendment right. And I know that doesn't mm-hmm. give you the right to say anything you want at any point in time. Yeah, obviously it, there's, there's taboo there are, topics. Right. There are some like that word, I won't. I try not to say that word. Obviously, he has his own opinions about it, but I'm not going to fucking yeah. bleep it out for saying I'm, it. I'm going to be real. Like, for me, there, honestly, there are things retarded out there. is the forefront of the First Amendment. There, there, there are things out there that people try to censor all the time. It's just like, let it, let it be said. And... Right. People can have their own opinions about it after that. So, and, and and retarded is one of those things where it's like, I I know personally, and I've seen personally, plenty of people that fit that spectrum that don't believe that that is a taboo word to be using. So you would not call Andrew retarded? Oh no, I've wow. called Andrew retarded multiple times. Okay, okay. Okay, and, and, so and I'm that's not what I'm saying. Like, there, there are plenty of people that I've seen met. Don't shake your head. It's no, I'm shaking my head because you need to stop fucking saying it. This is public. Says, no, this is pub. Yes, yeah, says me because I've never once said. I mean, maybe I dropped it, but you say it with a fucking with an assertion, like like uh, you're a big man. Okay, guy who's never met an actual retarded person in his life. See what I mean? Yeah. This is why it's called Can't Take a Joke. <laughs> this is why I'm allowed to form opinions off of experience. Immediately drops awful fucking word. No, Andrew's right, Not though. Not bringing it up. Andrew's actually right. I'm just contradicting him he because he's the, my uh, boy. I am the, uh. Alex is the, uh. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, Alex is the, uh. <laughs> Andrew is the, uh. We argue the, all the time. Uh. Alex is the one that brings both arguments together to a point where we understand. Uh, let's point out there. I have no idea what's being said yeah, right it's now. All good, you should if you Most people don't at this point because we're hammered. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Point being is that fucking. I'm hungry. Can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to just make an extremist comment for the comedy of it. Don't do it. Probably <laughs> don't do it. Let's wrap it up. Which probably isn't a good state for our, our podcast. But actually, what I would like to finish on, something that we haven't touched on at all, Hot which is something girl. we really need to fucking dive into. Like, really, politically, emotionally, every aspect of it, we need to dive deep into. Deep 
into. Yeah. Ryan, I'll start with you. We'll go around to Shannon. Oh, you want to dive deep into me? And then to Andrew. Yeah, I want to dive deep into Andrew, uh, into fucking Ryan. And oh, then yeah, without any deep. without any disrespect at all to uh, Ryan. You only have to I, I'd like bro. to I'd we'll like to deep, dive deep. deep into Shannon as well. <laughs> Uh, that it. moment you might want to use some lube for. <laughs> well, dude, fucking, well, you, like again, that's where I draw the line because I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna go at any means to disrespect Ryan. No, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Ryan doesn't even But care. Ryan, let me ask I'm you. I'm hanging a, out, bro. <laughs> let me ask you a question, and as soon as you answer, I expect Shannon's answer. Oh God. How many? If you take a full-sized Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> How many full-grown silverback gorillas I would, would like it take to, to bring it I down? would like to preface this with the start of this was about Jake is wrong. No, I'm Sam wrong. is wrong. Sam is wrong. Not no, no, Sam is listening. Yeah, Sam is wrong. So Sam listens <laughs> to every one of our episodes. Now he's going to text us Sam as is soon also, as he hears this. Sam is also wrong. We're about to get a text does right now. Sam doesn't even post That he does because he's the boy. That's respect. Shout out to Sam Ellis. But Sam, you're wrong. Sam is, Sam is like... A million percent. He goes, you you fully underestimate the strength of a silverback gorilla. Which is fair, but he also said three silverback no, gorillas three. could take down a Tyrannosaurus okay. no. Rex, yeah, no, no. which is false. So so Andrew like posed this question in the car on the way over here. Yeah, I and, did. And, and yeah, I, did. I, I had a few answers. It's but, a good question. But yeah. my definitive answer was, Sam is wrong. Yes. That was my Sam definitive wrong. answer, is, is Sam is wrong. Why? So... Okay, I, and I and I I, pre- I I I preface this with a few other questions of my own. Is the fight like just a spur of the moment, like a bunch of silverback gorillas happened upon a T Rex uh. and they just got into a fight, or whether it was like a cage match? You have a T Rex on one side, silverback gorillas on the other side. They're just charging each other, going at it. Now here we have somebody thinking outside of the box. That, that's my question. Like, if so, the silverback gorillas and the T-Rex are ready for it, it's a different story than whether they stumble upon each other in the wild. Obviously, if, you, if you're a man of fucking any kind of skill whatsoever, you're, the first question you're going to ask is, <laughs> what environment are they fighting yeah, with? The 100%. second question you're going to ask is, how long? Are they fighting? Yep. What is the endurance of well, this? Well, I'm assuming... So, I'm on the, the assumption that the fight is to the death. Either yeah. the death of all of the silverback gorillas or the death of the T-Rex. Naturally. That is my assumption on that. Naturally so. Now, the environment, I'm going to assume it's kind of like a, a, a mix between their, their natural environments. You have well, like a foresty, like... Yes. Uh, yes. Jungly kind of environment. The environment that I have... Um, like in your mind I've decided it, I, I, in my mind I've decided as the equilibrium point between the two species is um, I, I guess you could imagine it as a redwood forest okay many a, a, for, a deep forest of straight trees so um, so my my uh, argument with what Andrew had okay. said in the car. Okay. So a- Andrew, what was it? What was your your answer for how many silverback gorillas it would take? If it was a battle, like in the middle of a field, like 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 a battle simulator, like one Tyrannosaurus so no Rex but versus no. versus gorillas, you, you ten also, gorillas. You had also said that like gorillas were about to be swinging. No, they don't swing. Like they don't swing. That ain't a thing. It's they don't swing, in, bro. They're too fucking fat for that shit. In an environment where gorillas Jim. can swing, 
in a forest environment, my number if we're going for into absolute this, domination mm -hmm. of a Tyrannosaurus so Rex this, in about 20 minutes, it would take 13 gorillas to take down a Tyrannosaurus Rex in 13 minutes. Oh, you're going in full 13. 13 okay. is my number. So here's, here's how I'm thinking of it. Tyrannosaurus Rex has its mouth only for offensive slash defensive capabilities. Just mouth. Because its arms are pretty much fucking useless at this point. Yeah, of, of what we know of a, a T-Rex. But that's fair. So it's got its mouth. So it's taking on one silverback gorilla at a time at that point. Whereas if you have a group of silverback gorillas, they're all attacking at the same time. If they all have the same mentality. Which is yeah. how I'm going to assume this is going. It's in you, mentality, so we'll play yeah. that to game. You, you, you have like the group of silverback gorillas all going at the T-Rex at one time. And that T-Rex can only really take on one of them at a time. I'm going to go with minimum. You have eight silverback gorillas to take down that T-Rex. Eight to, to ten, eight to twelve, somewhere in there That's is where I'm I drawing that line. I say minimum twelve gorillas. I, I don't think you need a minimum of twelve gorillas. For like, a 30 minute fight. Though Those gorillas have a strong bite force and an yeah. immense strength. But that a lot of in, people don't take into account when they think of gorillas. But keep in mind, you know, a lot of things that people are going to be compensating for during this calculation is that the the T-Rex will not be fighting back. All it takes from one T-Rex is one bite for a gorilla. While the gorilla may have dominance I, in mobility, if the T-Rex gets a draw on a gorilla, I'm that's not a gorilla out though. of the game. I'm thinking intelligence. You look at the brain size of a T-Rex and the intelligence that we assume it to have as of right now versus the intelligence we know a silverback gorilla has. I don't see any way that eight silverback gorillas cannot take down a fully grown T-Rex. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at a T-Rex as one third of our mental capacity, a third if that. of our uh, if that of our mental capacity, and you're looking at a gorilla as two thirds... I mean, a dozen gorillas could take a T-Rex any day of the month. Easy. I'm thinking eight gorillas could take down a T-Rex. I, I, I think the minimum I'm putting out there is eight. Now, would you I'm putting rather... in my notes. My, I take notes on every episode, <laughs> so I remember what the topics we talked about. I'm going to say T-Rex versus gorilla. How many? And we're going to ask this How every many? episode. Eight. Every eight. guest, we're going to ask eight. them this question. My answer is Just eight. so we can prove our fucking friend wrong. <laughs> and, and my answer is eight. Sam type in it right wrong. now. Gorilla there, versus T-Rex. You can just type in my category. How many? You can just type in my category. Sam is wrong. Right. Sam is wrong. But my answer is eight. Sam is wrong. Well, like, definitively more Fuck than Fuck you, three. Sam. Fuck you, Sam. I've met you like twice in my life. Never Fuck. have you met him once. No, we haven't met Sam. Pretty sure I've met Sam at least once. No. Nope. At your house? Ryan's crazy. Nope. No, not he's, he's a Cali boy. He went out to the oh. West Coast. He doesn't know. He doesn't oh. know East Coast oh. lifestyle. Anymore. Oh, well, Sam, you're wrong. No, nah, you don't know East Coast lifestyle. Uh, you're wrong. We met Evan. That's yeah. You met oh, Evan. That's who it was. Imagine a flounder. Guys, the first time I ever met. Shannon and Ryan, I don't remember this, but this is just what Andrew has told me. Is I walked into their fucking apartment. No, it wasn't our apartment. And it I said, was, I said, it was someone else's apartment in, in general, but we it were was, saying it with was them. someone else's apartment. But I just go, What's up, guys? 
And then Hello. I just fucking hit the ground. Yep. And that's all Jake I remember. Jake was drunk as shit. I don't That's even think it was drunk. It was, was drunk. I was hammered. Just, yeah, just not in coherence at all. Yeah, yeah I, I, like, <laughs> this man was face down really on the ground. Then. Face it down at the front door of this apartment. Yep. Gone. No recollection. So, of any, anytime Andrew mentions Jake, he's like, you know, the dude that was face down at that <laughs> apartment one time. And I'm like, oh, Jake! Oh, I know who that is! <laughs> Yeah, so that's where y'all walk up to me and be like, oh, what's up, Jake? And I'm like, look at us now. You You ain't fucking with me way back then, but how about now? How about now? Because I'm standing up right now. (laughs) I'm sorry. Sitting down right now. And you suck right now. Yup. I actually sent Sam a snap just now. I said, we're asking every guest this fucking question from now on. He goes, let me call into the podcast, give y'all a peace of mind. So we're going to do this real quick, then we're going to finish it. Oh, are we a radio show now? To any future guests, the only correct answer is Sam Sam is is wrong. wrong. Sam is wrong. That's all you need to know. The answer is not three. If he doesn't answer, that's fucking game. Are you FaceTiming right now? Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, oh, this man's on PST. He better go. answer. Here we go. Here we go. Sam. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sam, you are on a live mic right now. You are going to be in this episode. What is your T-Rex versus gorilla? How many gorillas do you think it's going to take to take a T-Rex down? Fucking shorten your answer because I know it's going to be three hours long. He is a four-hour episode. Three silverback gorillas. You're wrong. No. You're wrong. Incorrect. You're my wrong. My friend. I don't even know you, but incorrect. But you're wrong. <laughs> let me let me ask you this. Do you know the statistics behind silverback gorilla and a T-Rex? <laughs> this is shit we've been fighting Nobody for. Nobody knows weeks. these I'm statistics. About weight and height. Do you know the statistics? No. <laughs> but you're still wrong. The silverback gorilla gets up to around seven to eight feet tall, right? Uh-huh. Sure. I can agree with that. A Tyrannosaurus Rex, the most complete Tyrannosaurus Rex fossil that they have found, height-wise, is only 13 feet tall. Now, Jake's going to say... I put in the topics... Adolescent, I put in the topics, Sam chimes in. <laughs> okay. Okay. So... Jake is going to say, but there could be more, like there could be bigger Tyrannosaurus Rexes, right? Well, they only have evidence that Tyrannosaurus Rexes can get up to 20 feet tall in height. Okay. Now, you're trying to tell me that it's going to take more than three silverback gorillas to bring down a Tyrannosaurus Rex. All right. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, but how long? No, how long is this Tyrannosaurus Rex? Tyrannosaurus Rex out all the time. I'm talking about 75% of the time three silverback gorillas can bring no. down a Tyrannosaurus no. Rex. Now let me Look. give you a situation. <laughs> a Tyrannosaurus Rex is going to take what? Let's say 5 to 10 seconds to take down a gorilla, right? Okay. Fair. The two other gorillas only need what? 10-15 seconds to knock over this Tyrannosaurus Rex and then it's completely gone. Because it it lost it. What is it gonna do with its little arms? Like no, it's fucking dead. It's, the gorillas are going to circle it and bash its brain. All right. Because uh, hold on. Skulls aren't gonna be able to withstand. Hold that on. Let me, let me pose this to you though. Are you saying that Tyrannosaurus Rexes did not sleep, and if they did, they slept standing up? Ooh. Ooh. 
what does sleep have to do with this? We're talking <laughs> about well, but, uh, but, but you're you're posing the question of you're posing the question of if they get a Tyrannosaurus Rex not on its fucking feet, then they're going to kill it. So you're saying that any time a Tyrannosaurus Rex was not on its two back feet, it was dying? Dude, what I love the most, hold on. Before you answer that question, Sam, before you answer that question, I just have to acknowledge, I love the fact that he actually took time away from his day <laughs> to fucking argue with you. Dude, now, Sam, continue. Sam and, I, Sam and I have been arguing about this for three days. <laughs> we're going to ask every guest this fucking question from this point on. And, the only and we're going to chime in Sam from this point on. The only correct answer is Sam is wrong. Right? Does anybody have a shot? <laughs> No. Am I the only one with All right, a shot? Alright, Sam, they're losing, they're losing focus. Keep it Andrew, going. Andrew, Lena. You're the only one who has a shot because we're no, fucking right. hungry, bro. I'm he hungry says they're losing focus right. because they know he's right. No, 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 no. no. You're not. incorrect, my friend. We're losing focus because we don't have to listen to this because you know you're wrong. No, okay. It's feeding, it's footing. While it is fighting these gorillas, the Transfers Rex is only. What half? I mean, double the T Rex's size? Like Almost triple, but sure. Okay. Be able to take a swipe at its head and knock but it how long like, is it? Um, You're saying it's tw it's twenty feet, like max twenty feet tall. But how long? How wide is What's it? What's the circumference it, 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 of the T Rex? It's gonna be attacking its head. You don't know that. I do know that because the T Rexes can only run up to about five, what, five miles an hour? He's got a point. <laughs> I'll agree. I'll agree. They can't run very fast. Able to outmaneuver this T Rex like it's like it's a fucking toddler. I'm telling you. You're acting like these fucking gorillas know combat tactics though. They're fucking gorillas. All they know is eat bamboo and not bamboo. All they know is bananas and beating. Yeah. <laughs> But you're acting like it's since it's a T-Rex, they're gonna strategically outmove it. They're gonna they're <laughs> gonna fucking move to the right, move to the left. You're acting like they're gonna there's a reason they're still gorillas. We add up we Boy, I can't live animals. You know that, right? You know that gorillas live in like groups. They are pack animals. You're a pack animal. Right, which is why it would take at least eight of them to bring down T-Rex. Right, which is why it would take at least eight to bring down T-Rex. So, so let's finish it with this. Why do you think three gorillas will take down a T-Rex and not eight, ten, twelve? Well, obviously, though that amount is going to do it, but I already gave you a situation. But you didn't. The they don't know it. I want you to say it. You're on a live podcast well, I, right now. I am. I'm aware of that. What I'm so. This I'm is aware. Y'all ever seen y'all ever seen that one show on Spike where like they do like simulations of like deadliest warrior or whatever the yep. fuck? Yep. Yeah, okay. So I'm saying seventy-five percent of the percent of the time, the T Rex is going to be taking out one gorilla, right? It's gonna take out what, like maybe ten seconds to to really kill it, like get a good grasp on it and like really throw it around, right? While that's happening, the two gorillas are going to fucking mollywop the shit out of this T-Rex. It's going to get concussed. It's not going to be able to fight. If they get their fangs in. Right? I can't agree with that. You can't agree with that? I can't Why? agree with that. You're, no, so, okay. so you're, here's, no, 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 hold on. Preface. Okay, you're, ahead, you're, on, 
preface, you're on a podcast with a man who literally refuses to lose an argument at any point in time. So have fun. I, I was in I was in a long <laughs> three year debate on whether Africa was even a real country or not. <laughs> My it's a answer, fucking continent. My answer, my answer was no. It's not a. My my answer was no. It was not a real continent. I've never seen it in my life. Prove to me that it's a real continent. Prove to me. Prove to you Show that Africa is a real continent. Show me proof. Um, I'm friends with a guy from Africa. <laughs> How do you know he's from Africa, not somewhere else? I am also friends with the guy from Africa. How do you know? Hey he was on this fucking podcast. Okay. How, how do you know it's Africa and not somewhere else? Prove to me. Listen. <laughs> moral of the story. Moral of the story. Moral of the story. Moral of the story. George Bush hates right. black people. Okay. Whoa. 9-11. <laughs> then again, Andrew's right. All right, Sam. They fucking gave up. And no, I, I told you. You win this right. round. That means George Bush hates no. black people. No. You win no. this yeah. round. No, and I'm telling you right now, you better be ready to chime in. Sam did not win this argument against me like don't hey, hey don't all right all right here's here's my argument against you so you're saying that a, a t-rex could take out that that sobek gorilla in in how long 10 15 seconds 10 15 seconds it would take so, 30 minutes so you're no, no no you're then proposing that two <laughs> 10, other 15 seconds bro. you're you're then proposing must that, be high that two other no he silverback is. gorillas could take out a T-Rex before it could grab another one and take it out in do 10 to 15 know seconds. Do you strength of a silverback? I do. <laughs> I, I, I told you, didn't I? Do you, you underestimate the strength of a silverback gorilla? I, I underestimate how much damage a silverback gorilla can do in 10 to 15 seconds. But you're saying that 10 to 15 seconds, two silverback gorillas could literally kill a no, full three. drone. Three. No, no, no. No, no, no. One, because one, one of them is being taken one's by already dead. the T-Rex. Dude, you're telling like me that two silverback gorillas at that point could kill a fully grown T-Rex in 10 to 15 seconds. Sam, even I, I, Jacob Dunk, am telling you <laughs> that that is... That, that is... Stupid. It, it's... 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 It's, uh, it's unfathomable. Guys... That three silverback gorillas could do that. Keep six. in mind, Sam refuses to lose. Six is the minimum <laughs> number. Six is the say. minimum Listen number. what I'm about to say. I'm not saying that the silverback gorillas are going to kill it, but a T-Rex will not be able to sustain, to sustain two silverback gorillas punching the shit out of its head for about 10, 15 seconds while it kills the other friend. Yes, it like, would. these gorillas are going to be either concussing this T-Rex, knocking it down, or basically and the beating the shit out of it shit. enough to where the T-Rex isn't going to be able to fight back, and then the gorillas are going to take a minute to really just go ham on this motherfucker. And that T-Rex would fucking grab another one and eat the shit out of it. Yeah, and that's a fair <laughs> point. And Sam, that's why I think you're going to have to have a podcast in and of itself <laughs> of you defending the silverback gorilla against the T-Rex, because... Honestly, you make a good argument, but I still see the flaws in having an extra silverback. Yep. And if there is one more silverback added to your equation, it destroys everything. So you're going to need to make a, an entire podcast to compensate your argument for the silverback gorilla's dominant. Dominance. Minimum. You know eight. what? I'm going to get back to you with the strength, the downforce of a silverback gorilla. 
and the amount of pressure it takes to break a Tyrannosaurus Rex's skull, and I guarantee you it will only take a couple hits to, com- to completely incapacitate this Tyrannosaurus Rex. Sam, like, Sam. it is an animal. These animals are going to have to sustain these hits. It's not a robot. Like, uh-huh. if this Tyrannosaurus Rex okay. is going to get hit, and then its brain is going to be all over the goddamn place, and it's not going to be able to coordinate its big-ass head and its fucking Sam, little arms. Like, Sam, I've never, I've never met you. You're wrong. <laughs> no, You're so- wrong. All I want is hey, until like you bring that. up some, some like numbers, you're just going to be the guy who thinks that Africa is a real country, <laughs> even though it's a fucking It's not continent. a real continent. It's not a real continent. Prove to me it's a real continent. <laughs> Prove to me. No, right, but show but, me the evidence. Like, I'm really curious, and I would love for you to come back with these numbers of yeah. like what the Sh- force takes. Show me the money. No. You don't even I believe want in to know numbers. Show me the money. Exists. What numbers am I going to show you? Show me the money. No, no, no. Show me. This is a completely different person. I don't. I I'm don't. dating her. Show me the money. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get an she argument. She associates me with me enough. No, I show don't. Show me the money. I don't get in arguments with Ryan because I don't because have Because I'm time right for all it. the time. No, because I'm right wrong always. every single time. I'm right every time. You just like to time. fight. That and Sam, correct. you're wrong. But no, I actually want to know scientific numbers. Like, not to prove prove anybody wrong specifically but i would love to know like what the actual numbers are like what what is that uh, the like fist force what is the brute force from a gorilla and what is a force why ask from you the fist force it's getting kind of sus shut the fuck up who I'll asked you, what, you i'll tell you what we'll do i'll tell you what you do i'll tell you what we'll do sam go get some numbers the next guest we have on we'll have you chime in again right just let me pull them up. Let me pull them up real quick. You're wrong. <laughs> all right. Next guest we have, we'll let you pull them up. All right. As to this, we'll, we'll call this one a draw because you and Ryan refuse to lose. You're wrong. Ryan is the most stubborn hey, Ryan's person also I've just ever met. Hey, stubborn my bitch. Call, yeah. call me up next time, bro. <laughs> call me up. I'll do my research. Sure. You're wrong. All right. Eight <laughs> minimum. Eight. All right. Eight. All right. I'm going to send some statistics in the next couple minutes. You'll expect nice. them from Sam? Andrew. And <laughs> Sam? I will talk to you later. Sam, I All love right, you. I, I love you. I've never met you, but you're wrong. <laughs> all right, baby. We'll wrap it up. We'll expect them statistics, all right? I love you. All righty. All right. Thank you for chiming in. We'll catch you next week. How about that, Sam? Because I'm telling you, we're going to ask every guest this fucking question. And I'm just going to slowly build my case and I will just never be wrong. You're already wrong. He goes, you can hear the song. I know the feeling. <laughs> That's how I feel arguing with All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Can't Take a Joke podcast. <laughs> All right, Sam, I'm going to hang up. Oh, he hung up. He already hung up. <laughs> Actually, I didn't even see him hung up. All right, but uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Spotify, iHeart, Google, and Apple. Go ahead and give us a follow. Can we get a round of applause for Ryan and Shannon? Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming. Thank you guys for having us. Seriously, if you you like listening to our podcast, you'll definitely appreciate checking them out. Um, 
you know, it's they're very social media based. Subscribe and leave a review. Subscribe to Shannon, subscribe to Ryan, subscribe to the both of them. We'd really appreciate it. Um, I love you. Stay hydrated. Have a wonderful <laughs> No, you got to say it the right way. You always go, I love you. I love you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Space bar. Space bar. Peace. Three, two, one. Peace.